just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 85 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season four, episode 18, The Runaway Found. This is it. This is like the most anticipated episode, anticipated moment of all time, surely. Like, nothing has been more important than this in the world, ever. I like drugs more than I like pain. <laughs> because, well, Sophia's bush has like a... Sophia's bush <laughs> has a history there. That's exactly what you just said. <laughs> Get that out on a fucking t-shirt. That wasn't <laughs> what I meant. I will write that one myself. So, honey, put the pen down. I've got this. I reckon Mouse got a wang on him, his knee. He's got a massive <laughs> dick. <laughs> yeah, because that's why Erica Marsh left him. Which one's which? Well, you're going to have to be Lucas because, you know, you're identical. And I'll be Haley because, you know, I'm talented. <laughs> I could be the mayor and you could be the cocaine I try and snort you or you be done I'll be Deb and I'll taser you (laughs) your face then (laughs) such disappointment why do I have to always be tased in the airport in the gate to go home (laughs) I looked across and his legs were slightly open and his balls were hanging out (laughs) in the airport (laughs) I see is that is that a pigeon? Is that a pigeon? Come here. Come here. Now say it with some bass in your voice. We're the motherfucking gangsters right now. We're the motherfucking gangsters right now. We're the motherfucking gangsters right now. We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. You know, we're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. O T H what? Sing away. O T H what? Ravens, <laughs> Ravens. Call me Colonel now, you little ungrateful bastard. <laughs> Call me it before I get your dad on the phone and we we'll have a thirty-minute conversation. <laughs> and only ten words have been exchanged. It will be about how ungrateful you are for the opportunity to be on this platform, which is the People's Podcast, which is O T H what? O T H Ravens. Appearances. Keeping up appearances. Keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. That was really good. Talking to myself. <laughs> Nicky! Nicky! We don't have sex scenes like this in One Tree Hill. Like, this was, like, in terms of they were literally in bed, you know, humping. Um, <laughs> you know why, Simon? Why? Because fuck you, Dom. <laughs> <gasps> I 
I raise my hand and be like, um, Mr. Michael Murray, it's, I'm a long-time fan. Wonderful to be here. Season 3, episode 13, uh, you, uh, as Lucas, had to hump Brooke and kind of just did this weird friction like that. I made this noise. Can you hear that? Yeah. That's that's what you did. It was horrendous. Um, how did that feel, being a divorced couple, having to, to basically dry hump on another one set? Uh, can I check? Do you love dongs? <laughs> you must love dongs to be in this pit. No, but do heroin, drink a Diet Coke, and have a cigarette. That was my right. diet. Yeah. Pretty much, that's it. It wasn't a walk, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm glad I came on this walk with you." It wasn't a walk. It wasn't. It was barely even a stroll. He practically rolled out of fucking bed and ended up on a bench outside the fucking cabin or whatever it is. Oh my god, he actually has. Full flute. What we celebrate today? Oh fuck it, it's Wednesday. I'm gonna bang in some champagne. La de fucking da. <laughs> Tell you what, Keith does not manscape at all. He just naturally is just perfectly contoured down there. It just it falls into place. <laughs> so hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks in the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 4, Episode 18, the one... the. The runaway found Dom. We are here. We are alone because our first guest is not on yet. <laughs> How you doing, my man? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I've had a busy day, busy long day, talking to lots of people um, and helping them with their Slido needs. But I'm all good. <laughs> I've had a good week. What about you, my friend? Yeah, good busy everything's so busy these days but in a good way i good mean good things sunday was great my gosh <laughs> my gosh uh, yes so sunday tell us what happened well sunday me and my very good friend simon over there uh went on a little adventure and we went to a place mm-hmm. called sheffield which is yep. northern england like just midlands eve just beyond that's like, beyond the midlands i would say it's a bit more northern than the Midlands, I would, I would have thought. And <laughs> we uh, went to a horror convention. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Neither of us <laughs> are particularly interested in horror. However, no. we are interested in the man himself. The one, the only, the slab of beef, Keith Craig Sheffer, was at this convention. I've just shown Dom. We've, we've got these two professional pictures we had what i liked is we had pictures taken with him after our interview that we know were just like pictures like just the boys the lads you know um and these ones were the professional ones but i've got two of them here obviously one of these is yours so which one do you want there's one where he's looking like stern and there's one where he's looking happy do you want stern keith or happy keith i only have memories of keith being happy so, so you have happy keep, I'll have stern keep. But I don't mind. I'll you. give that to you when I see you next. I don't mind you keeping them both. To be honest, you can keep Hell them. There. No, put them on your wall. No, one of them's yours, Keith. I put one Keith of them and Whitey yours. together. Yeah, put it behind. Hey, you get happy keep. I'll take stern keep. Um, <laughs> I don't mind. Either. I just have to say before we talk about that, when I do the intro of the podcast, I can it like it's like there's too many words. I feel myself like lisping on my Invisalign retainers. Every time we do it, it's like it's 
Maybe it's just I'm getting my own head. Anyway, uh, yes, I, it was. I awesome. can never hear it. I can never really hear the difference. So you don't need to worry. Don't don't be self conscious about it because it's it's not even really noticeable. So thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm about I'm over halfway now. I think I'm about. I was back at the dentist today. And he said it's you know it's getting easier now. So about I think about maybe three months I'll be done. But then I'll move on to the, the whitening. But whitening is like uh, I think it only takes like six weeks or something. And then I'll have straight white teeth, and then and then I'll probably like you know fall over and like they'll all fall, all crash out or fall out. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> let's but what was awesome the opposite of your teeth falling out was sunday i really enjoyed it and it was like an adventure and loads of people we we put together a uh like a we we were vlogging vlogging the whole day and we put together our uh adventure and like our behind the scenes video and it was like 33 minutes long um and that is exclusive to our ravenshoops.net patreon family so if you're not a member, then what are you doing with your life? Lose your pigeon status and get on there. We're up to about 84, I think. Ravens, which is insanity, is craziness. If we get to 100, I don't even know what to do. I think I'll just go outside in the rain and start dancing. <laughs> there has to be something. We've got to do something for 100. If we get to 100, if we crack that milestone, there has to be something. Does, does the person that's number 100 get something special? Oh, but then everyone will hold off, won't they? Because they'll want to be number 100. Maybe, I don't know. I don't want to give them different treatment to our, other, you know, our 84, because them 84 have been there. They've been there supporting us. They'll still get the same level of abuse. <laughs> that won't change. <laughs> it would feel like a really crazy milestone. Like if we were to, able to get to 100 people that value our podcast enough that they're willing to part with any amount of money whether it be two pound a month to you know our hall of fame ten pound a month people ten dollars a month sorry um it's yeah craziness and we're so humbled by it um but yeah but meeting craig sheffield was wonderful the full interview it's about eight minutes it was short we cut it short um i purposefully left i didn't edit the end off because i wanted people to know that we kept talking to him because we did um and he, we were in that room for a good few more minutes just chatting away and then getting some pictures done and whatever but uh we could have gone for much longer but we didn't want to take advantage and we wanted to let him you know he's there for the horror convention and was doing it as a kindness i also just have to say not that he'll ever hear this but a massive thank you to theo who was our, our man on the inside there uh who was the manager of the the guests at the horrorcom who not only filmed the interview on his camera you know he he helped uh you know get craig to do it he'd sort of already planted the seed before we had got there the day before he uh he organized the the room at the back for us to do the interview in he took the pictures and he sent me all the footage and everything and it was actually his sound that we ended up using because it was better than the sound on my phone uh so a massive thank you to him because uh you know it wouldn't have turned out so great without him absolutely he was an absolute superstar such a nice guy 
as well and yeah very very happy to just kind of help us out and set things up and and just yeah he just wanted to keep us rolling didn't he he didn't he was just like yeah just go and talk to him yeah we'll get you a little room yeah we've told him this is gonna happen and yeah he was well up for it and yeah craig chef himself was just well up for it as well so it was a great 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 day my like i said my expectations were we'd turn up we'd say hello to him we'd get those professionally done pictures and then that would be it so uh this surpassed my expectations massively to get to talk to him shook his hand about nine times um (laughs) his request he was the one putting his hand out so i just put mine in it you know what i mean um but yeah what what a great guy both of them Uh, i don't i don't know if that will ever be ever be topped like uh, as in all the other interviews we've done are, are amazing and wonderful and obviously the first like big one that we did was uh Paul Johansson which was awesome and you know we got he was so kind to us and obviously I ended up you know wheeling and dealing and getting that jacket and stuff um which is awesome but to meet Craig in person um and like there were times I I said it to you in the car on the way back and I wonder if people noticed but I did the intro of that interview and then I was just I would I like he looked he was looking really deep into my eyes and the same like I like he was doing it to you as well it's like he really is listening to you when you're asking the question and that's very different from zoom like when you're on zoom a lot of the time you can almost end up looking at yourself talking and then you go to their reaction right um like your eye seems to draw yourself to yourself sometimes but because he was looking at me, I just completely blanked on what the first question was supposed to be. And I can see myself making up the question <laughs> as I'm going along and kind of just finding it along the way. Um, but but that experience, I don't know. I, I know hopefully we'll interview other members of the cast as we go forward in the future at conventions or whatever. But I don't know if it's ever going to be... To- I don't think we're ever going to top that because... It was there was something special about it. Like, do you know? Like, did did you feel any like like a bit starstruck or nervous? You know, when interviewing him because we were doing it in like a professional setup as well. It's like, like I said to you, I was like, oh, Craig was like looking at the camera, and I like wasn't. There's even a bit in the video where you're nudging me to put the the microphone <laughs> to him. <laughs> Because I'm like not moving. I'm like a deer in headlights. I really wanted you to flip your phone around because you had it. You had the the like the speakers and stuff towards you, and I was just like, just right. like just just like spin your phone, spin your phone. But you weren't you weren't getting it. It wasn't. It was fine though. You you got all the audio. Did you use the audio from the camera or from your phone? No, I used the audio from Theo's camera. Oh, okay. It was better than my phone because of that. I think I think I might have, my hand might have been blocking if, the microphone like, as well. With your little finger or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was underprepared, but yeah, it's all good. It's fine. But, we but we did, got it, and did, it was great. Did you feel any like nervous or starstruck or anything? Not starstruck, and I guess that's because um my experience of um Craig is like from about 70 episodes of Wondery Hill um, and not from any films that I've seen him in or anything like that. But um, there was a moment, I guess it was when you put pulled the the slab of beef hoodie out because we gave him a Kiefer's a slab of beef hoodie and he loved it. 
and he said it was amazing we kind of had to explain it um mm-hmm. and uh he said he was going to give it to his daughter who loves one tree hill uh of course you'll see all that if you watch the video i've got to sign up picture of raven's hoops on it um mm-hmm. but there was a moment there where i was like shit we're going to be charged for this now and that was the only time i sort of got a little bit oh crap i mean charged charged like as in he's gonna we're gonna have to pay him to autograph because he autographed the deb's den hoodie yeah you mean that yeah and then there was a moment of oh actually we are talking to like a professional actor that's in a tv show that we're watching he's in films he's just been in american horror story you know this is you know he's he's a big deal you know this is a a current active actor that is is doing stuff and is you know being called to appear in things and people are phoning him up and saying you know we'd like you to come and do this part you know give it a go so there was just a brief moment there where we're giving him the hoodie i'm thinking we're giving this guy (laughs) this hoodie (laughs) is he just gonna go what the fuck is this you know he was so nice about it though like even if he did think what the fuck is this he was really really nice about it and we wouldn't have been able to tell so I think I think he under I think he got it. I, I, well, he sort of looked at it and saw himself. I think he knew it was going to be a joke, and then we kind of explained it, and then I think he got it. But the I didn't. I I thought that we were going to have to pay him mm. to autograph it because where we were stood talking to him at the beginning, there was literally a sign that said thirty pound for autographs, um, and so I was like. I asked him if he would sign it and I think I said like I'm happy to pay or do whatever and then I don't know because I, at, when we walked away I was like I was saying to you where do we pay and you were like no 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 don't worry about it so they must have been they must have he must have signaled to the woman or the woman I don't know but they decided not to charge us which was nice it was the fact that he offered that that made me realize that maybe go okay this is we're cool now because when you got the the hoodie out didn't he ask didn't he say have you got anything you want me to sign or something like that I'm yeah sure he yeah asked. he said yeah and then, oh. he said do you i gave him the hoodie and well, we gave him the hoodie and explained it and then he said uh well do you have anything that you want me to sign and i was like yes well, i've actually got the de-. and then i was explaining to him what the hoodie was and he couldn't remember the episode mm. right and i think he said was i already dead yeah he <laughs> I did like, i mean like and again, we mentioned this in the video. So if you want to find out what I said, <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> but, Not at all. We're trying to get 100. Yeah, 100. Go for it. But yeah, I mean, he he literally just started signing it. And he was so careful with signing it. He wrote Craig Sheffer so neatly. And then underneath wrote Keith. And the lady that was sitting there with him was like, do you want to get some pictures of him signing it? It was kind of like proof. And I was like, absolutely. Yes. So I just got my phone up quickly. <laughs> took, took like five or six photos. and was like, awesome. And then he was like, I'll catch up with you later. I got a Q and a, do the photos. And then the three of us will, will sit down and we'll have a chat and we'll talk about it. And it'll be great. It'll be great fun. And he was—he seemed genuinely up for it. And I, that's such a nice thing. I think he's been there a few days, probably getting a bit of attention, but probably not a massive amount because you know there were bit there were bigger horror stars there, weren't there? He, like Nick Frost was probably the biggest draw, wasn't he? Yeah, I guess Nick Frost is, is probably the biggest name in terms of you know over here and kind of what we expect from a convention and stuff. Um, I'm probably the better known 
but he was doing all right. There were people going up to him. There was, he was uh, signing pictures and stuff. So yeah, very cool. He had a table, just like display of pictures. And I wonder if he brings them with him or he's got people that do that. I bet the convention just do it, don't they? Like maybe they send them the digital files and they print them. But it, I, when I, I said to him about, I said, oh, we do a podcast and blah, 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 blah. He was just like, whatever you need podcast yeah whatever i'm in like he was in straight away and and when i started asking his face didn't really change like he was sort of smiling and i thought oh god is he gonna smile and say no thank you but i can't and i was like gonna be like oh no i I think i would have been a bit devastated if we'd gone there and weren't able to get an interview Mm um i i think the ultimate goal so uh, as much as we want to get all the whale, so that's a whale, that's a whale done. We've spoken to a whale, we've Yay. recorded it, and we've put it out there. So well done, man. Well done for your hard work there. Well done. Well done to you, my friend. I think the ultimate for me now that would make my podcasting life complete would be Paul and Craig together, talking to them together. Well, if they do the Paris convention again... Like they, I think they did one pre-COVID, and I think they were trying to do it maybe as like an annual thing. I don't know, but if if they end up doing another one in Paris, I think we should just go, man. Like, is it like we should just go, just you and me? <laughs> I'm um, gonna get. There's gonna be people. I'm going who are they? Who are they? <laughs> who are they? No, but I think. But look, what people? Well, we set again. Ravenshoops.net, but. We did this convention in two and a half hours. We had our eyes set on Craig and nothing else. We were not interested in anything else. We did some courtesy laps, didn't we? And that was about it. To be to be polite. Yeah. <laughs> Just so it didn't look out. like we were going in and straight out again. <laughs> but we could literally hop on the Eurostar two hours from King's Cross, right? premier seating mm. okay extra leg room and away from the riffraff okay <laughs> and boom we're in paris okay and we literally just go for the people that you know and i just don't i just don't talk to anyone or look at anything else like we won't go to any q a's won't go to anything like that we'll literally i'll email them i'm already in process i've already thought that i'm going to email them mm. that the people that put on and say this is what we're doing we'd love to help promote it we're here in the uk and then maybe we could come like what cat was saying with a press pass and do some interviews and things to help promote it but just no spoilers and then we still go to wilmington with all of the 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 ravens family but this is just like a you know what do you think i love the idea i think it's a great idea and i'm definitely in but we have to be so careful when we talk to these people because Craig offered up the fact that he was dead without us saying a fucking word. <laughs> so the biggest spoiler. That's like the biggest one tree. That was like spoiler. mega. And had we not gone past 316, I probably would have flipped his table. Um, <laughs> um, so we need to be super, super careful because we've been so careful up until this point. I mean, we're 85 episodes in and I'm still fairly spoiler free bar something that craig said in the interview but i guess that was something that was i could have figured out anyway and isn't a massive deal so well if if we're if i've got to let mari in but if 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 if, uh, we were going to paris 
and um we were able to get like a press pass or whatever to to do like the media stuff i think i'd feel less nervous because it's like pre-arranged and they know you know everyone's going to do five minutes with us or something you know and then i would just make it a thing of okay we've got to swear you in you know how we're used to you know please pledge you're not going to spoil dom beyond you know season five episode 10 or where it would probably be in season six or seven by then yeah i mean we can you know we can tell them roughly where we are because there'll be a list of people that won't be getting interviewed (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly right well let's pause hold that for and let's bring in marley okay we are back with a le- yes Don we're back we went somewhere with a legend I'm talking so legendary that I'm still yet to work out the pronunciation of her name so you say it Dom who have we got <laughs> I really want you to say it because you say it so perfectly so nicely but Mari <laughs> or Mari <laughs> perfect I like this new name that I have now. <laughs> so I didn't know there was an L in your name. <laughs> so good. Me neither. This is this is bit of a watch along. Uh, this is a watch along perk, really. For people on the watch along, know that I can't roll the R's. Like I try, I can't do it. So it comes out like Dracula saying Marley. <laughs> but um, Marley, how how are you? Thank you for joining us. Is is this your first time on? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm excited. It's confusing because we speak to you like, you know, weekly. So, well, welcome officially to the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that you're having me here. Finally. Had a few rescheduling days, but finally. A lot of that is my fault. One, for being away. Two, for having COVID. So I can only apologise for keep pushing you back and, and moving you to other other dates. But uh, yeah, I'm super happy that you're that you've joined us. We, it feels like we've known you forever and you've never been on, on a podcast with us. So the, the wider world of raven ship slash pigeon ship only know you by Marley. And that's it. That's, that's what they know. And now they're getting the full experience. And that's, you know, I think, I think that's what the public deserve. And it's the right time. It's the right time to release you to them. So congratulations. <laughs> pressure now and thank you i'm really excited <laughs> also i'm super happy because we've never had your five tv shows before so i don't have to remember anything <laughs> which is the worst bit of the oh, podcast by by miles <laughs> it's best part best part well hang on just before we get there just so you can give some people a little bit of background um, can you let people know if you're happy to like where where you currently are you know where home is for you because we know that but you know it's just interesting for context yeah well i'm originally from norway so i've lived in norway almost my whole life but i'm currently in cyprus in ayanapa so i'm working here as a guide for a scandinavian travel company called ving so i'm basically showing tourists around and making everyone happy living life <laughs> so it's partly why i've just been rescheduling because i've just moved here and yeah and we're a few hours ahead of england so during the watch alongs it's a one 1 a.m my time so it's a dedication <laughs> that's, well, it's totally worth it that's 1 a.m when we start that's like coming out of the yeah. podcast is 1 a.m so we don't mm-hmm. really ever really start watching the episode until about probably two your time it's normally midnight our time 
because then I feel yeah, horrendous I the next day. <laughs> the last watch along I was on, I think I went to bed at like 4 a.m. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, I complained when I was in Norway. It was an hour ahead, but here is actually two. It's so worse. It's more of a, <laughs> yeah, you, it's you worse. and you and Anna. So another another uh, yeah. watch along favorite is Anna, who's in Portugal, and Portugal's the same time zone as us. But I always feel so bad for both of you because you're now two hours ahead, and Anna is the same time. And I'm like, oh my god, they're still with <laughs> us. They're braving it. They're going all the way. You must have the worst Thursdays as well, because I always feel crap on a Thursday <laughs> because of the watch along. And it's 2.30. Mike hasn't stopped talking. We haven't like kicked anyone out of the Zoom. We just go in and go, there's a new game everybody seems to play where it's just like, let's keep them talking for as long as possible. And yeah. for whatever reason, we play along. <laughs> I just don't play along. I just leave. <laughs> so smart. You're so smart. Yeah. You should learn by... Me. I mean, I think last week I was just like, okay, I'm done now. And then Simon was like, yeah. okay, let's just go. <laughs> it's so sad because every day, like when I miss the watch alongs, I'm very upset. But sometimes I just have work at seven and I can't work with two hours of sleep. Are you an iron but, upper? You're supposed to be up till five and then sleep till 12. And yeah. that's, but never mind. Last week I missed it because I was out in iron upper. So nice. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> There. Is all the music out there just (laughs) just constant? I mean, this is a very it's a very Scandinavian city as well as British. There's only Scandies and Brits here, so it's always like yeah. So we have our own clubs and everything. So you kind of yeah. So it's basically all the people that will burn really easily in the sun. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So everyone looks like a lobster walking around here. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about then your favorite five, top five TV shows, not including One Tree Hill. What have we got? This was actually really hard. I've been thinking about this a lot. So I at least came up with four. So Game of Thrones. Good choice. Yep. Nice. Um, the Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. I think that's a first. I don't think anyone yeah. else has said that's in their top five. Um, that's a good one. I'll take that. I just started rewatching it again, and I just realized how much I love it. <laughs> and Friends, typical one. It's yeah, it's a classic. Um, yeah, so I've added Grey's Anatomy just because it's one of the TV shows I always go back to. Not necessarily because it's like the best one. It's just one of those that I go back to. Um, and I wrote down This Is Us. But I'm only in season two, so I'm pretty still like early. So this Discord thing is spoiling everything for me. <laughs> yeah, Jenna, that's a really good point. Jenna, you need to chill out in the Discord on the This Is Us. For real, for real, mm. for real. The finale is tonight, I think, or it might have aired yesterday in America, but it's I'm not gonna say anything, Mari, don't worry. But it's like can you chill out for a minute? Like, I I need to see this. And then, like what you're saying, Mari, if you're in season two, yeah, can we, I, we need to ban No This Is Us chat. Please, please. But, Mari, it gets so... It, get, it is really good in the seasons you're yeah. in, but it just gets better and better and better and better. I imagine. I'm excited. It's just that they, we don't have... Um, is it on... It's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus doesn't, isn't available here in Cyprus. So I'm trying to get a VPN that makes me, so I can keep watching. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime as well, Mari. 
Oh, they don't do that in Norway, though. So I will have to see if I can find it. Amazon is not like a thing. They might do it in Cyprus. Yeah, I don't know. I have to check it out. But I, I have stolen my brother's Disney Plus. I might as well just use a VPN. <laughs> nice. There's, yeah, you can get like a Norton VPN on the App Store. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how cool. reliable that is, but and I know it's free. Of course, it's totally illegal. So if anyone, it's not if you can download it. If it's an app, it's fine. Yeah, true. don't worry about it. Exactly. I pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so wait, was that four or was that five? It was five with This Is Us. Yeah, Game of Thrones, Big Bang Theory, Friends, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Of course, Winter Hill is on top. I can't believe a show that you haven't even finished the second season is in your top five. That yeah, is just, I, I, just I can't believe you haven't seen it. Dom. You told me not <laughs> to watch it. Your exact words were, "Don't watch it. We might podcast it." So I've not watched it. Yeah, okay. I'm just following the colonel's instructions. Jesus, <laughs> the one time I obey, the one time I listen, and I'm just criticised heavily. It always happens. No, no. I'm sorry. That's why you You're smacked me well in the done. jaw on Monday? This is exactly why you hit me. You. Oh my god, Mari, I felt devastated. On um, me and Dom play football together on a Monday. Right. We all, we always get put on the opposite teams for some reason. Because right? of why? <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was a really tense game, wasn't it? It was like really tense, and uh, I think that the the score was tied at this point, and um, I think I had the ball. Dom was charging at me. To be fair, <laughs> he was charging at me. I think me. I was standing uh, still, but okay. No, 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 no. You, he had that look in his eye and he was charging <laughs> at me. blood. <laughs> so I tried to knock it off the wall because you're in like a cage, right? right? And then sort of spin to go past him. Like a very Mighty Ducks, Adam Banks, if anyone knows that reference kind of move. And as I've gone past him, I've dipped my shoulder. Now... You know, and now the world knows from our vlogging that there's a height disparity between Dom and I. So imagine how low I've dipped my shoulder for it to be underneath his jaw. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I Come on. Just... Rubbing that in. Oh, yeah. He's three foot oh, six. No. I was basically lying down and hit him in the face. I was just going to say how you could just like tackle him because of the height difference. You know, Dom could just go in and. So yeah <laughs> well somehow i my shoulders are underneath and it's literally i've like i've shouldered him underneath the jaw but really hard like it wasn't uh i could feel it i kept saying to him afterwards you know while i'm profusely apologizing of course but i kept saying to him yeah i can really feel it on my shoulder <laughs> yeah well, i hope your shoulder's okay mate <laughs> my face is killing me it's the same for simon's shoulder <laughs> 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 really bony it's a really bony shoulder like it's, it, it is. felt like you made a metal though it's quite a tough shoulder well done i i'm that that it sucked i'm really sorry it was an accident <laughs> but you know, it's the, like football and wrestling right yeah it's okay things, it's yeah. fine i was all right he'd kill me and he'd kill me and rest. he's got his his martial art expert i'd be dead true i wouldn't might as well you. not start just may <laughs> i just maim you <laughs> But are you okay now? Is your jaw okay? I tell you what, yesterday it felt absolutely fine and today it really hurts again. It started aching, like all down my jawline here. Hi. And for whatever reason, there's just a certain moment where it's like, oh, there's a little reminder that it hurts, but I'll, I'll live, I'll live. I might, my gum inside is like really swollen. 
No, because of it as well. I think maybe some teeth movement. I might need Invisalign. You, you need the trays. <laughs> yeah. I just borrow mine. They'll work. Yeah, yeah, yeah shove them in. Just share. If, Every other day. There, there was some karma. Oh, God. You just take the top. I'll just take the bottom. There was some There was some karma, though, because someone uh, kicked the ball directly into my boys. That wasn't me, you know? though. It wasn't you, but so I had karma? the breath. You didn't get them the breath. You got me. You got me. So, in fact, there's an imbalance. <laughs> you wait till Monday, I swear. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm kidding. Maybe we never... should vlog the Monday's football so we can see. Oh, my God. I, I thought about that before. It's like, could we somehow get a camera in here? I'm not... <laughs> I'm not as comfortable as Dom is. I'm I'm newer to the group. So if any Dom, you should get I've got a GoPro. We should You're newer to the group, but they like you more. It's <laughs> 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 oh, funny. No. Well, sorry, Mari, we've gone completely out of no worries. What's your no trash film that you love? Well, I was sort of, well, the first thing that came to mind is the Cinderella story. So it has nothing to do with that Chad is in it. It's just one of my like first favorite films of like like it's and it's it's a bad film but i love it <laughs> with hillary duff and chad mike murray so and it was Perfect. during those days you know where chad was a handsome man <laughs> is he not whoa, anymore whoa, whoa, whoa. He, well he's more handsome now but you know when you have the young girl crush times you know well there you go i can't remember if it came before one tree hill or like during but it was around the same time is that the I film think. where they're in a diner and someone says, yeah. can I have something that's sugar-free, wheat-free, this free, that free? And she's like, you can have water. Is that the one? Yeah. It's a really good film. Haven't you seen it? No, I've only seen that it's clip. In fact, I saw that clip today. <laughs> that's <laughs> so weird. It's a classic. Where you did you watch it? It was a reel on Instagram. I... Oh. Oh. Huh. Yeah. See? I've never seen it either. Maybe we should cover it for the podcast at some it's, point. It's actually like, it's, it's funny and Jennifer Coolidge is in it and it's just like a classic it's they made so many like movies after it so which are is it a, worse. is it a Christmas film we could do it at Christmas no. oh rubbish mm-hmm. <laughs> I know not worth it but it's like a it's a romantic film so we could do it for Valentine's Day I was gonna say Mario I was trying to avoid watching another crap Hallmark film this Christmas um and you've ruined that so <laughs> It's not a practical film. It's just a crap. Disney film. <laughs> there we go. That is really we nice. Were, we were really active on the films last Christmas because we had time off and stuff. We should. I would like to do that again. Like last Christmas, we did Die Hard, the Home Alone movies. <gasps> and I feel like we did something else. Oh, we watched Christmas on the Bayou Bayou. <coughs> Dreadful. That's the only time I almost fell asleep on the watch along, and that says a lot because we're normally doing it until like one. <laughs> 2 a.m. in the morning. I would have to watch the line. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. If I could have done it, I would have like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not staying up for this. <laughs> oh, uh, Mari, you've just reminded me, though. We need to ask you, and I keep forgetting to ask people these mm-hmm. questions, but maybe it's because people are like repeat offenders and this is your first time. Right. But we need to know how you first, you know, fell in love with One Tree Hill, how you were introduced to it. Mm-hmm your favorite season and your favorite all-time character that Dom has been introduced to so far? I have forgot to think about this. Well, I believe I watched Montreal for the first time when I visited the U.S. with my family and they're like, 
2003 or five. I think it was five because season two has come out by then. So I watched it on a t- random television. I was like, what is this? And I kept watching and it hasn't come to Norway yet. So I bought the DVD box sets in Walmart. I remember asking my parents if I could have them because they were pretty expensive. And it was like, no. And I kept asking for a month. And they finally gave it to me for my birthday. <laughs> so wow. it was around like 2005. So it's pretty early, like when it first came out. Um, but obviously it wasn't a thing in Norway until several, several years later. But we came, we went back like two years later and the two more seasons had come out. So I was like, yes. Um, and it's just like stuck with me. It's just because I don't know why, but it's just the stories. It's very like it seemed very familiar, a lot of it. Like some like mouth, perhaps like the outcast and just they, you know, suicide and and emotions and all of those things kind of just stuck with me, I think. And I've just kept watching it since. I don't know how many, it's a lot of years since I've watched it at least once or twice a year since. So it's the whole whole way through, like all nine seasons. uh, As long as it came out. So I remember when season nine came out because they, I don't know if this, I don't think this is a spoiler, but after season eight, they said that they wouldn't make anymore. And then they made a new season. And I remember the last episode, I was like bawling because I felt my whole youth was gone. Like my whole childhood (laughs) was like in this series and now it was gone. But it never went away, did it? They're still like doing things. And then you guys doing this, which is amazing. So for the first time, I like felt that I found someone else who had the same interest because in in Norway or anything, it wasn't really that popular. So like I never found anyone who enjoyed it as much as I did. So this is why I love you guys doing this podcast. Wonderful. Well, that's awesome. And and that's also part of the reason that we started it is because I've never spoken to anyone about it. So (laughs) speaking to Dom about it and now, you know, now we get to speak to you and everybody else about it. So yeah, yeah, wonderful. Okay. And then, Who's, which is your favorite season? Um, three and four. So it's it's now that I watched it, it's kind of like three probably, but three and four has always been up there. Um, okay. It's everyone else. <laughs> I do also enjoy season nine. Oh. Yeah. So I, I've got a question. Mm-hmm. And I've just forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had it. I thought Simon was going to say something, so I stopped myself <laughs> and now I can't remember it. It was, right. you've been watching it. Oh, okay. This is it. You've been watching it for <laughs> close to 17 years now, which seems yeah. just beyond crazy in my opinion. But, uh, <laughs> so about 17 years of, of watching One Tree Hill all the way oh through several, several times. So uh, I would consider you now an expert in One Tree Hill, right? Fair to say. <laughs> but has your, have you found that your opinions or your views or the way you watch it has changed as you've change develop got older so you tend to watch so like when me and simon watched this and when simon first yeah. watched it it was all about lucas and kind of the the younger people of the story now we're watching it again we tend to reflect more on the uh the the what we call the adults so yeah. has that have you noticed that that has happened to you <laughs> as you've you know got a bit older with the show Definitely, because before I didn't like think through things, and now I get I kind of get annoyed at things. I'm like, no, why, why is this happening? And obviously, there's a lot of things. You know, everything with Mark Schwann, 
and everything else around the show that you kind of keep thinking about when you watch it. So I've definitely, and as you say, I'm almost 30 as well. And it's just like, you kind of relate more to like the older characters in a sense. And also it's very like obvious how the issues are more grown up than they should be in high school. So it's kind of, you do get a different view, but I try to like keep it very as like an entertainment more than having it affect everything. But yeah, it's very different this time, like doing the, like listening to the podcast and, and thinking things through where you're like, Oh wow. Yeah. But definitely it's, it's different. Both in a good and bad way. Okay, good answer. Very good answer. <laughs> and Dom, what would your guess be for who Mari's favorite character is? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you got. I can't let you get away with not guessing anything. I. Do you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Haley. Haley was my first instinct, like a Naley, but mostly Haley. And true. Uh, the thing is that it changes a lot. Like every time I watch it, I like like a different person. But Haley is probably the one that I've stuck to the most. I do love Brooke Ooh. in the later seasons. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not there yet. <laughs> nah. Do you have any of the core characters that you don't like, or who would you put as your least favorite? Rachel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a core. If you can say that she's a core character, I used mm, that... to. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, and that this time Peyton annoys me a lot, as well as Lucas, which is surprising because I always love Lucas, but this time around I'm just. Mm, that might yeah. be our fault, though. Yeah. Your, might be your fault, Peyton. <laughs> we can both take responsibility for, but Lucas, that's your responsibility. You I'm out here. In your eyes, yeah, Kenny. In your here. squinty, squinty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking this. So, Mari, what we're now that we 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 bagged our whale of Craig Sheffer, our sights are firmly set. Oh, cool. On. Thank you. Our sights are firmly set on Chad Michael Murray in November uh, when he he's coming to Liverpool in the UK for a Comic-Con. And um, if we manage to speak to him, I was thinking that, Dom, maybe my opening question to him would be something along the lines of, Chad, take a look at me for a sec. Do you think we could be related? Could I be your brother? Do you see a resemblance? And just say it with a complete stone face and just see what he says, just to open things up. I, I think I've, you would go I, with I, it, though. I think you would. He seems like, like a cool guy. So in real life, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're hoping. We don't know. We were speaking to our friend Theo at this uh, Horicon, and he was saying that it, there were even people there that had that he was trying to get interviews with that I would say aren't as famous, maybe as famous in the UK. I don't know. But, you know, on the same similar kind of level anyway to Chad Michael Murray and that they had like PAs and management and stuff that were blocking the interview. Like the person would say, yeah, I'll do the interview. And then five minutes later, they'd have their assistant be like, no, 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 he can't do the interview. So (laughs) I think there could be some politics to it. Yeah, probably. Craig is probably more chill. (laughs) I think he's more fortunately at like a 
you know slightly lower level that yeah. is a bit more accessible hopefully but we'll see it's like your charm will get you there probably We'll try. We don't have anything like on a hoodie that we could give him. You know, like I was saying to Don, we can't give him a bobble and squint hoodie because <laughs> I don't think he would take that very well. But we need to come up with something you just say, more complimentary. No, no. Just, just say this is this is me and Don, not you and not you and Mal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Do the um, picture okay. with him in the basketball in season one. Do the picture with him in the basketball. No, like, you know, when he's naked in the dream with the basketball. And... <laughs> oh, that's how we could interview him. Yeah. Dom and I will go naked with a basketball at the front. Yeah, I like your thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into the episode, and this is a question that hopefully we can all answer individually, collaboratively, but this was a question that came in from our good friend, Lauren, Texas Lauren, who said, I'm re-watching 318, so season 3, episode 18, and I have a question I'd like y'all, American twang, uh, to discuss on the podcast, if that's okay. You know it's okay, Lauren. We love this shit. Uh, What was... What was the meaning behind Dan giving Abby the doll? Thank you. Also, yeah, four eighteen. My bad. Sorry, it's written. It's written as three eighteen, but she meant four eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, Jesus, I'm gonna have to think back, and I haven't got a clue. Yeah, I was saying, I was googling like which episode was it? Yeah, that's this episode. Yeah, this this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, um, we, we, I'm sure we would have covered it, but let's talk about that now, just to. Why do you like Mari? What do you think? What was the? Why did Dan give her the doll? That's a really good question. Actually, as I was thinking the same thing earlier today, like what does a doll have to do with anything? I, I just think it symbolizes like his vulnerability in a lot of ways because he's being very conflicted. And when the girl little girl shows up, and he might, I don't know, you know, he's going back to all the thinking like he wasn't there for Lucas when he grew up, blah 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 sees a little girl in a vulnerable position with a gun. Um, and then obviously he knows that Abby's young as well. And he's just unraveling, I think. And I don't know. It's a, maybe it's just a sign of peace. And obviously it's like a thing to make us scared because we see him putting the gun in the same bag in the church. And then we will, he, they want us to think that it's a gun that he's picking up. And then it's the doll that the girl dropped because she was scared of Dan. So maybe it's just like a symbol of him saying, I'm not dangerous, even though he would be in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Dom, what do you think? Well, it's a very interesting question. So thank you for asking it, Lauren. And I'm going to go a little bit deeper into this because he swings around. He's in the, the gun shop, isn't he? He swings around and it, it's kind of aimed at the, the little girl who then in in absolute fear panics and drops the doll and runs away. And that moment is in slow motion and is almost, you know, symbolic or, um, you know, reflective of when Abby's running away in slow motion, uh, in my eyes. <clears throat> so the returning of the doll. So the, the girl loses the doll when she's in, in, in fear and she's panicking and she's terrified. And that's when she loses the doll. And, um, it's like a, that safety net. So that doll was her, was her moment of safety and her comfort and her good place without it terrified 
because she's just had a gun pointed at her. So in in a strange way, I think it's reflective of him giving the doll to Abby is almost saying, you know, if only you could go back and be innocent and forget. And then this, this is, this is kind of here to protect you now. Um, you, you know, if you could go back just to being a kid for a little bit and just feel safe because you've got your teddy with you, then, then everything will be fine. So I kind of think it's one of those moments yeah, in the episode. Um, I also thought yeah. it, maybe it was stuffed with cash <laughs> and he's like, get out of town yeah. sort of thing. But yeah, we'll go with the innocence stuffed thing with, first. Stuffed with cash and cocaine. <laughs> there you go, kid. Time to go. What about you, mate? I've, I think it's a, yeah, I, I kind of, I can see both of your points. I think that what you were just saying, Don, makes sense. I, I like that. Um, I, I, before you had said that, my thought was that it's like he was choosing that over the gun and it was like saying, I'm choosing, I, trying to say I'm not a scary person. I'm choosing the the lightness <laughs> over the darkness kind of thing, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think I think you both covered it. So, yeah. I I I really like the fact that we had a question come in. So, send more questions in. We don't get enough of that. But also, I have two questions. Please. The gun at the beginning is obviously the gun that was used to kill Keith and that Jimmy shot himself with, right? That Dan has in his hands. They well, Jimmy had his had had a gun and Dan had a gun. Right? No. Oh, he no, picked up the gun, gun didn't he? Yeah, he picked it it's up. the same That's gun. So why? So why has Dan got it, and why has nobody gone? Where's that gun gone? Why is it? Why are there, why are there bullet holes in these two people? But there's no weapon. Oh, could, it must could, be another gun. Why no, would it be? He I, hid it. No, because he, his fingerprints will be on the gun, though. If they actually bother oh. to check, which he probably did, because Dan was mayor, and, mm. and he went to buy a different gun because he can't use the new gun to like, let's say he did decide to go and shoot Abby, for example, he can't use the previous gun for that because, you know, ballistics and forensics, they'd be able to work out that it was the same weapon. So, or at least a similar weapon. So he's, he's gone to buy a new gun to kind of deal with what he's got to deal with. But I don't understand why he has that gun and why he's hiding it. Why isn't it at the crime scene? I understand fingerprints and stuff, but just wipe it. So people are investigating Jimmy Edwards, who supposedly shot himself and then shot Keith, but there's no weapon. (laughs) Did they actually investigate anything, though? They just think I don't think they did. How could you have... That would be absolutely crazy that there's no gun. Like, how... That's nuts. That would... But but, but there isn't, because Dan's got it. So there isn't a gun. Okay, yeah. Well, there's either... Okay, well, here's a moment for me to come clean on something here. Um, I I meant to tell Dom this just before we started, but we were running a little bit late. Um, So today, it's been a busy day. Wednesdays are very busy for me for work, blah, 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 blah. No one cares. But I've been obsessed, obsessed with this Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. And it's live streaming, like, all day. And uh, I've been listening to it for like the last like five hours or something because he's back on the stand it's the last day it's like it's the series finale you know devastated when this trial's over um couple of stuff to watch um but because of that i literally got into this room into start recording with dom and i was like oh my god i didn't watch the episode back 
because I spent the whole time watching this trial. <laughs> so, so and that's like I think that's only the second time I've ever done that. That well, I did it once before, and I managed to just get through about. <laughs> so I can remember the episode, but it was like a week ago that I saw it. But yeah, I'm so embarrassed and so unprofessional. But uh, Mari, have you been watching the Johnny Depp trial? Has I've, it fascinated you? I haven't watched it, but I'm so fascinated by it. So I keep watching all of like the clips that are posted afterwards. It's it's yeah. I don't even know what to think. Well, I do know what I think, but it's, it's mayhem. Ugh. Your team, your team, Johnny, aren't you? I can sense it. Yeah. She's just, she doesn't have, no, no. <laughs> she she doesn't have kind eyes. You know, she, do, I don't know, yeah. I hate to not be on like person, but it's just her proof isn't anything. So, yeah, I can't say I guess I haven't watched it all. I've watched like a lot of, lot of clips, but we'll see how it ends. We will see. And, and it feels like, uh, it feels like it would feel what's the word I can't think of what the words are it feels wrong to wrong to not mention also that there's been this horrible tragedy in America uh, yesterday with this uh, school shooting yeah. in Texas and then was it only last week or maybe the week before last but week. also the the horrible shooting Buffalo. Um, Buffalo. in Buffalo yeah which um both are just so horrendous, horrendous and senseless and it really just puts the point in and i'm sorry my american friends and our american listeners but just how terrifying a country that 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 it is and i say that as someone that loves america i love american culture i've worked there i've spent so much time there i love visiting it but it's really scary and like i can't even imagine what it could feel like sending your kids to school and not knowing if they're going to be safe or elderly people or people just be just shopping for groceries and not feeling safe it is really sad and really scary and uh yeah our thoughts and feelings and prayers are with you all and uh that there just needs to be some change i'm really glad you mentioned it because i've i've thought about it today watching the episode as well because there is a lot of gun pointing and with dan and the the throwbacks and it just hits a little bit different today with all of those scenes because of what happened yesterday and what happens almost every day in the u.s unfortunately and as I'm glad that you mentioned it because I was going to do it as well. So yeah, we're we're all with you. I'm thinking about hope stay safe, everyone. In, yeah, especially yeah. Lauren in Texas, and hope you're doing okay. Yeah, definitely, everyone. Yeah, it's just it's just scary, scary, scary. Just thought the fact that there's been over 200 mass shootings uh, in the states this year. Yeah, this year already in 145 days. Yeah. There's been well over 200 mass shootings in America already. Uh, and it's just insane. Absolute insanity. Uh, I'm going to be a bit forthright here and maybe, you know, above my station, but stop paying attention to a bit of paper that was written on fucking hundreds of years ago that determines that everyone is allowed a weapon. Just fucking throw it away. Put that shit in the bin or yeah. fucking At leave it. get in the mu- background checks, you know? <laughs> exactly. Leave it in a museum and do things properly, you know? It's crazy. Just fucking stupid. But, you know, heartfelt, just sorrow, pure sadness for um, anyone, 
involved yeah. in 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 any of that and and the, the the most recent ones that have happened you know buffalo and texas it's just so sad so, yeah they they literally need to get rid of all the guns from everyone like the police everyone get rid of all of the guns and only have like special units that have you know you know the swat or whatever in these extreme situations mm-hmm. but besides that there should be no guns nowhere just get rid of all of them they should all be illegal the fact that it's people i don't see it i understand people can say they need to defend themselves and whatever but if no one had a gun you wouldn't need to defend yourself in that way ever right it's ridiculous and so sad um but yeah horrible 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 but let's move on to try and bring the mood up this bit yes (laughs) well um let's let's talk about let's talk about this episode so it's a big one it's coming off the heels of the honey grove episode mari just out of curiosity what would you have rated the honey grove episode because it seemed to kind of divide people so i haven't heard the episode yet so i don't know what you guys decided on but I love the Honeygrove episode. I just love that it's like a lighter episode after all the, the psychogenic drama. I would probably give it like an eight, I think. Seven. I think that's what we landed on, yeah. wasn't it, Dom? Or was it seven? Yeah. I, I think <laughs> it was a it, seven overall. We managed to yeah. get, because Whitney was like a nine or ten, but we managed uh, to get her down to a, to seven. a seven. Yeah, okay. It was a filler, yeah. <laughs> I, actually, there's it's kind of carried on the story because it carried on yeah. Mouth's journey and then they all sort of followed. So I didn't describe it as filler, no. um, but it was close. It was yeah. borderline. <laughs> I always loved the episode. I originally wanted to be on The Hunter Grove, but was busy. But yeah, I, I always found it like a lighthearted, like, you know, fun episode, especially now that you know that they did it as like a fun thing for the fans. So it's, that's why it's a bit different. Oh, I forgot yeah. that. And video. that Chris Color is back, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, he made it. He made it. I said I was going to yeah. give it a five. I think I put, pushed it up to six, <gasps> like and then the it uh, and then it became ones. a seven. Yeah, I know. It would have been our lowest, I think. Uh, no, that's uh, not the, the worst. The lowest episode. we've ever done it's is a six. The episode got a bigger one than what? Yeah. <laughs> I love the Topsy Turvy no, episode. I can't. It's not, I have two. My two two items of things I have are from that episode. <laughs> right, the jacket and the hoodie. Yeah. I know the hoodie is not used on screen. It's like a cast and crew thing. But both of them items are from that episode. You know why? Because people are just willing to give them away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give in hyphenated brackets. Um, <laughs> Only Paul made you pay. <laughs> <laughs> friend of the show um, <laughs> it went to charity dom you hope it went to charity i'm sure dom, no dom i know has, it did and i'm listening to <laughs> i'll ask him when we meet him in person so that money simon sent you what happened Embrazzled? he just shows you he just shows you a watch <laughs> new rolex nice <laughs> <laughs> well Mari, who do you want to who do you want to talk about? Who do you want to start with? Oh God! Is it maybe we can just do Dan while we were like on talked about him, perhaps? And who who do you want to summarize? You have I'll give you the options. You have you, you've got me, and you've got Dom. I feel like you have to have Dom. You know, oh, my God. 
Let's see what well, he has to He's say. a professional. This is this is what he this is where he shines. <laughs> yes. Just and then, of him. <laughs> failing to remember people's uh, favorite TV shows is he normally can't do well. it with Simon because Simon hasn't watched episode in a week, so he can't do it. That's true. Yeah, I can, I have can, to t- anyway. I can tell you. I can tell you everything about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Though. <laughs> Next podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, Dan's journey in this episode. What a like tumultuous is that? A, is that a word? Uh, episode yeah. for Dan. So up and down. Uh, mostly down but um he's at home he's alone he he's looking at the gun that he probably shouldn't have because it's um proof and evidence the only evidence that, uh, of a weapon that killed uh, jimmy and keith and the fact that nobody has questioned this already that this gun is 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 missing is a little bit disturbing can i just say you just saying that just made me realize We've had all three of the people in that altercation that, you know, we've got the two people that died in the hallway and the one of the guy that pulled the trigger all on our podcast. I want to talk to Abby next. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put the pieces together. We're like the detectives here. We're going to make it happen. So Dan is, is looking at the weapon and he's actually got ammunition for it and he's loading it. Uh, and this is where he's interrupted by Nathan. And he hides the the gun just like on a on a magazine stand uh, where he hopes Nathan won't see it. And Nathan says, well, you know, everything's kind of caving in. The walls are closing in. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, the point shaving. And Nathan like changes the, the subject and kind of the tone or tries to. Um, but Dan is still sort of fixated on, on his on his issue that he killed his brother and his brother didn't try and kill him. It's still eating up at him. And he's still got this massive guilt and he actually sort of expresses his guilt to Nathan and tells him just to, to bury it, hide it. Don't tell anyone, keep it to yourself and never, ever let it come out. And that's kind of the sentiment behind what Dan says to Nathan in this, in this episode is just keep your mouth shut. If, if it was bear that was talking about, um, all the, the match fixing, the points fixing, uh, that Dante was up to, then he would have pointed the authorities straight to you, you know, or to us. But this is someone who's, you know, trying it on the off chance. Someone who's obviously lost a lot of money on this on this game. So just just bury all of this. And then as the episode sort of progresses, we then see down in the in the gun shop as we mentioned before, and he's he's looks like a mess. I mean, the the he does look like a right state. He's unshaven. I mean, the episode where he's asleep on Karen's sofa and he wakes up is like, I must look like a mess. He looked absolutely pristine in this episode. He did look like a mess. Um, so he's, you know, unshaven, unkept his eyes, even red. I don't know how they made that happen. He looks a bit bloodshot. Uh, it's like they said to Paul, don't sleep for like three days. We're going to need you, uh, to be a little bit crazy. And uh, the incident with the doll we see happens and he sort of freaks out and it really, really affects him. And he actually goes to Abby's house and confronts Abby and the mother. And there's a lot of shut ups. There's a lot of shut up. And to be fair, she did need to shut up. She was a bit annoying. (laughs) Abby's mum, I mean. Um, And they eventually shut up. And Dan just kind of just, just sort of lays into him and just tries to tell him kind of what life was like and... Karen was his and it's all about Karen and the reason he's done what he's done and the way that he's become um, this person is because he wanted Karen and Keith got her and that wasn't right and it wasn't fair um, and and this leads to the hand in the bag 
Abby and Mother panicking, Dole being left. He then leaves and ends up in Lucas's room and he's looking at pictures. Open door policy at Lucas's house. And he's looking at the pictures, moving stuff around. And he's basically like crying to himself. And Karen comes in, is a bit surprised to see him. And he says... In her, in her son's room. In her son's room. There's just no way I can redeem myself. There's, you know, what can I do? I just, I just can't live this life anymore. I wish I could go back in time and find the younger me and just, and he's basically like shaking the crap out of himself, you know, just like shaking the crap. I've got the pen. I realized I'm going to put that down. Um, and he's, yeah, just like, I wish I could take the younger me and just be like, stop being a little prick, just sort your life out and you'll be normal. And he's like, ah, and then says, Karen, help me, help me breathe, help me breathe. And the best way, to help someone breathe is to put your mouth on their mouth. She, he, she, <laughs> he asked for CPR basically. Essentially. And she accommodated. Yeah. And it was the perfect moment that we could all see happening. Um, especially those of us that have watched it 982 times. Uh, Lucas then walked in at the perfect moment where mommy and daddy are kissing. And that is Dan. It's a great synopsis. <laughs> Paul Johansson was phenomenal in this episode. Oh, I would agree. He's on a different different level. Yeah. Talk to us about it, Mari. How are you feeling about our man Paul? Paul is just amazing. He has such a range in his acting. And that is what makes this episode so good for Dan, I, I think. It's because I struggle with Dan in this episode because he goes from being like the supportive dad with Nathan. You know, he's... And then he goes on being going completely off the grid, like going crazy inside his own head. And then he becomes this jealous monster saying to Abby and like Karen was mine. And, and no, you're the one who left her. You know, it's just you're blaming someone else for your own choices. And he's just struggling internally with all of these feelings. And it just shows how good Paul is at doing this job because he has so many different levels in this episode from the crazy and the ending to emotions at the graveyard, you know, when he's drinking and setting it on fire accidentally. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that bit. Yeah. yeah. That's so crazy. What a mad, it's, mad moment. Visiting the yeah, grave. It's, it's, it's the same type of whiskey, isn't it? This is the same bottle, oh, I, I believe, this. that was that used. Was, uh, was it whiskey? Yeah, beer doesn't no, expire. Yeah. yeah, I think it. I think it was the same. So the bottle that he's gifted that then yeah. is used almost as an accelerant to to kill him. Yeah. Um, I think it was the same the same type yeah. uh, that he then unfortunately dropped, and then he decides to light a cigarette and does it horribly and has the shakes mm. and drops it on. Uh, on the the whiskey and it isn't this like the second time he's broken his grave didn't he like i think so so keith's gravestone has gotten a hard job i think it's just yeah no, so but, bad at graves yeah it's so bad at graves so it's just, wrong, and it's, wrong date on it yeah and also no it's like yeah. a, twice in this episode we see him you know pointing the gun towards the camera which is like a throwback to when he was pointing the gun towards keith so it's, I feel like it's like a hint that it's unraveling. The truth is coming out. And Dan also knows that this is happening. Hmm. So he, because obviously now we found out who's been stalking him and he doesn't necessarily know who this person is. 
I don't think he maybe knows who Abby is on like what position she was in, but he knows that she's seen it. And I don't know. There, it's just a very good, like good Dan episode because you see him trying being good with Nathan, and then he's trying to be good with Karen, and then he changes to the angry side, and this the he's just scared. I think he, he plays scared very well as well. So, I don't know. so we so we good. kind of like I think we can kind of tick off Karen because she's only in that end scene, isn't she? Where yeah. she's trying to where she does sort of admit to Dan, yes, you could, you you can be redeemed and it is possible. And you know, I'm here to to kind of help you. And there's that that moment that I've been waiting for for quite a while, where they're finally going to get get to that point and, yeah. and those feelings. But Dan fully admits, you know, I've screwed up Nathan's you know, life of basketball. I screwed up Den- Deb's life of just all the shit I've pulled. I screwed up yeah. your life of leaving Lucas. I screwed up Lucas's life, you know, Keith's life. And he he's kind of like laying it all out on the line here. And um, he's totally gutted. But kind of what do you think about, um, like, let's kind of like jump to Abby and the mum and kind of what, what do you think about their story and their path? Because um, I think like Abby is integral to this episode yeah. Um, so kind of what are your thoughts on, on them? I had a, little, a few feelings because obviously Abby is doing a really good job for having such a small role. She had a really big part in this episode. It's like almost bringing, you know, bringing Jimmy back, bringing Abby back. Mm. The first thing that came to mind was abuse. <laughs> when the mom is making Abby fake that she can't speak and being like you know false so just keeping her at home not letting her out it seemed like it was her mom's decision not abby's decision like being afraid and you know yeah i, I also have a question about this because mm-hmm. the mom quite clearly says abby's not been out she's not been to school she's almost like in this catatonic state abby was at prom but she wasn't in her prom mm. clothing, though. She was not. She was in normal. She was in a black dress. dress. Was she? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe mom didn't know. Probably. <laughs> I don't I just think mom. I don't think mom knew she was stalking Dan at his house, writing things <laughs> oh, on the no. walls. And- oh, I think she did. I think she did know. Mm-hmm. I think the mum know. I think the mum knows because the mum and, that, and that's why. Then that's why the mum's treating it like that yeah. to be like true. you. You. you you're pissing off the wrong guy true, true, true. and you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Cause the mom, the, the mom, what all that, the, all that Abby has confessed to her mom, like I seen this thing mm-hmm. and it's the mom that's like, no, 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 you can't do this. This is Dan Scott. And true. maybe the mom like remembers him from high school. If she grew up in tree Hill as well or something. And that he's like a megalomaniac. I, I think it's the mom that would have pushed her to do it. To, to write the stuff on the walls, to send the messages, Ooh. to be really creepy, be, to extort him. Because she's like, when we've got money, we'll move. When we've got money, we'll move. So I, I think it's extortion. I think the mum is saying, right, you've told me this. This is what we need to do. But we can never admit it to anyone else because we, we're trying to get money out of him because he's a millionaire but, or whatever. Very true. I never thought about that. But at the same time, when he was in person with them, it was Abby who was throwing the shots. You know, Abby was the one. I hope you burn in hell. Like, you know what she did. And the mom was just like, no, 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 say anything, calm down. And then Abby was just like, no, I don't give any, sorry if I can say this, fucks. <laughs> she was just, I'm going to tell him how it is. I, and, I also um, hated the fact that Lucas goes to the door and says, Mrs. Brown or whatever, I'm I'm Lucas Scott. <sighs> and, this, and then she like shuts the door, says, no, Abby here. And then later, 
she's like, oh, you're Keith Scott, nephew, Keith Scott's nephew. It's like, well, wouldn't that have been fucking obvious when I knocked on the door and said, I'm Lucas Scott? Yeah, no. It's a, it's a common name, man. It's a common name. <laughs> Not in that town, man. <laughs> <laughs> what well, is common in that town? So, breeding also, like rabbits. All the damn yeah. babies. <laughs> again, with Lucas just entering Abby's house without knocking again. Yeah, doors open. Episode. Yeah, doors my, open. My open door policy with Lucas is involved. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it was a really good episode. I think it's... I'm happy that we get like closure on Abby that she just just disappear in a sense that we actually get her telling Lucas that it was your it was your father it was Dan that killed your uncle because it makes it more real than just Lucas just writing like reading it somewhere or and she did a really really good job doing that scene with uh, with Chad or with uh, with Lucas being vulnerable and, and scared and now he knows now he's in a world of knowing but. How can he prove it? And and her and yeah. her exit, her exit from the episode, I thought was excellent. Where she turns around and he's like, "You have to tell someone." And she turns around, and she's like, "I did. I told you." And yeah. she's gone. I reckon that's it. She's gone forever. I mean, the house is empty. When he goes back, they're out of there. They've yes. got the doll was stuffed with money um, <laughs> and cocaine and cocaine, <laughs> and they're, they're out. The street value of cocaine right now is is immense. So I mean, they're yeah. making good cash off off that, aren't they? He still has well, the mum's the mum's probably doing a lot of the cocaine, but <laughs> it's part and part. You know, she sells some, she does some. It's a whole thing. It's a thing. But yeah, just she's just doing mass. I'm just imagining them driving on the highway really fast, and the mum's just doing loads of cocaine off the dashboard <laughs> while driving. Like Abby, line up more. <laughs> 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 and they go off the bridge you know like everyone does yeah. in tree hill in, in a car i was gonna say that if what episode are we doing 418 yeah 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 yes. 418 so it's been over a season before that's come out yeah. you know about dan to someone so it's like it has been a long time in the making and like it, it feels similar to me like how EastEnders, which is so popular here, Mari, I, I, and if, are you familiar? Yeah. Yeah, well, like they would string stuff out for like a whole year. Like something would happen at Christmas. Like someone would, Archie gets killed at Christmas oh, and we don't find out who it is till next Christmas, you know? They stretch it for a whole year. And it's like they did that with One Tree Hill with, with this, except we knew who who had done it as the audience yeah, which is the part of actually like i don't know how you feel about that Dom, but it kind of makes the show a little bit special because the audience knows something that the people in the show doesn't so it's like we we know we don't want karen to be with dan because we know what dan has done and karen is being tricked like you lost your husband like or your future husband your baby daddy because this guy killed him and then yeah. it's just we have, I don't know, I like the part that like actually, because usually in the show, they kill someone, two episodes later, we know when it's done. You kind of forgot about it. But this kind of brings the whole show together a little bit, I I think. I don't know what you think, though. Yeah, I mean, that's such a good good view and a good way to, to think about it. So th- thank you for mentioning that. That's, that's um, such a, like, a unique way of, of seeing it. And there's no mystery, is there? There's mm-hmm. no, like, other than we have a little bit of mystery um, of like suddenly we see feet 
walking through the school hall and uh, like hallway and you think who's that and it's obvious that it's Dan and then he picks up the gun you're like he's not going to do it and he does it and it, you witness it we watch it we're the Abby Brown of the episode yeah. do you know what I mean you're made to to feel like that um it's like we have all this information and we can't tell anyone um so yeah I guess that's that's a really clever way of of making us feel like we're we're part of it so yeah thanks yeah. for highlighting that that's genius yeah. well done so I just uh, have to say, like, every time I see Dan and Karen kissing, I just hear your voice yelling Karen in my head. So now I have to <laughs> just for my, you have to, you have to do it. <laughs> Karen! Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I've ruined that for everyone, I think, now. <laughs> I know, it's just, no. <laughs> I hate it. I hate their relationship. I just, no. Wow. It's just, no, I don't like it. <laughs> Who would you rather see Karen with? Obviously, Keith. Obviously, Keith. Keith or Kieran? Not Kieran. Andy. Andy. Andy you always do, do that. It's because it fits. Always. It's Keith, Karen, and Kieran. It, it works better. <laughs> oh, oh, Keith. Oh, that's oh, <laughs> Keith, Karen, and Andy. <laughs> Keith, Karen, and Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Keith. But at the same time, after this podcast, you guys have uh, like a point in Keith working a little bit too hard. But they were so happy in the end. I do love Keith and Karen. I was uh, shipped at them, as they say. But I also like uh, Karen and Andy. They were also a good couple, I think. They fit each other well. Andy yeah. had the money. <laughs> I found the, the money, money, Karen. Come on. Andy, yeah, true. <laughs> Why would you leave that estate? <laughs> yeah, Andy was nice. At least, like, Dan's got money and he's a bastard. But Andy's I, money and he was a decent I really... Right? I liked Andy and Dan's uh, little rivalry. I don't mm. think they got enough mileage out of that. Like, you know, the whole Andy owns the the company that installs the cameras, you know, all of those kind of, like, flexes. And uh, Dan kept throwing things through his window, didn't he, at the dealership. <laughs> Are they they're gonna make like deported? Mm. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> deported. <laughs> he said that on the when he was on the podcast. He was like, "I think I ended up getting deported, didn't I?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> you were deported. Yeah, Dan got you deported." Yeah, <laughs> yeah <he> did. <laughs> Excellent. What, well, Mari? Oh, we need right. We need your judgments. Oh yeah. Before oh god, time goes so go. fast. Yeah, so who would your... We'll obviously collate this at the end, but who would your favourite performer of the episode be? Uh, so the, the character, that is, or... Yeah. Uh, acting. Oh, okay. yeah, acting. Sorry. Uh, Paul, obviously. Paul. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, fair. That's, yeah. He's just yeah. so good. Uh, he's on a different level, for yeah. sure. Uh, what about your favourite character? So we didn't talk about him, but Psycho Derek... He did, oh, yeah. so, he's such he's so good in this episode as well. Like same with Matt Barr, he's doing he's such a good job in this episode. His acting skills and his range as well is it's really really good. So I actually really enjoyed Psychedelic or Ian in this episode. Oh man, poor Ian. Yeah, poor, all's forgiven. You're just, you're all's just forgiven. Like, it's just all right feel for him, you know. Is which is this show makes it it's so good. The show making you feel bad for the bad guys. 
But Mari, he's not a bad guy. He just went a bit too far. He got a bit over. He got a bit excited. He grabbed a camera. He, you know, beat up a hooker. We've all been there. (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) What do you crazy things? It's all right. (laughs) True. Yeah, no, so uh, Psycho Derek or Ian or (laughs) Matt Barr. They did a really good job. He took a lot of pictures. He took a lot of pictures and got a tattoo. What's so bad? Come on. (laughs) I mean, the tattoo looks like his girlfriend. It looks like Maggie, you know, maybe. Yeah, they kicked him downstairs for that. So harsh. Yeah. So harsh. And they kicked him while he's unconscious. Yeah. Come on. So He's already been stabbed. (laughs) He's the victim. (laughs) But Peyton in prison. (laughs) (laughs) The victim blaming is huge in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about your favourite background performer? What, Dom? One line or less. I have three different ones i want to say because narayan was in it he was standing behind nathan during the, the press conference so he, the um, homie but also i know you said on the the watch along there's a police officer in the prison but when they walk out for the press conference there is a policeman standing by the door and he's looking straight at the camera for like a whole while and then some he like <laughs> jolts and then looks away and then while well, the episode is rolling so i think i'm going to choose him nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible extra work. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> what about your favorite song? Oh, uh, it's the uh, end song, Soon Enough, by the Constantines, which is the band that Keith, Noah, Andy, and Karen keep talking about in season two. Oh, nice. Which is a little Size it back. Yeah. And your favorite line? I struggle with this. It depends if I want a fun one or a serious one. <laughs> <laughs> Do both. But. You know, White is saying, I was hoping for a booty call. It's always good. Whitey. Classic Whitey. Yeah. Brooke has a really oh, good one whitey. as well. It's a longer, nice one. But yeah, it's probably Whitey. Okay. And then last but not least is the precious, precious rating. So this would be just you, but we will take it into the final uh, conversation. So did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes. And has it increased, decreased, or stayed the same? It has increased a bit, but also stayed the same. I've been in between two, so. Okay. Yeah. Then after three, one, two, three. Eight. Okay. Give us your reasons for an eight, and then we need to find out how flexible you are. I just think this episode brings a lot. It's an important episode for moving forward as well as connecting what has happened for the last season or last year of of happening after Keith was killed. And it's a really good episode for acting, like Dan and Ian and Brooke and Peyton and everyone is really doing a really good job. We see a new side of Nathan who is suddenly stepping up take responsibility for his actions, which it hasn't really done for a lot of time. And finally realizing that like his actions have consequences. So it's just an episode where I feel like everything brings it together a bit. They bring the people back from Honey Girl, bring them back from prom, bring them a bit back together. You see the girls, um, Peyton, Brooke, Haley, sitting together again, brings back memories from the, the sleepover episode. And it's just... Yeah, I just think it's it's important in a lot of ways because of the, you know, the gun situation, Dan admitting that he's done it, 
Luke is finding out, which is going to be exciting to see what happens next. For Dom, at least. Who doesn't know? And, yeah, it's just a really good differentiating episode. But it's not like, but it also has, like, a lot of filler, I think, in a, in a sense, like, some few scenes. I don't enjoy the Nathan and Haley scenes. I think it's kind of like, they could, they could have waited with the point shaving because there's so much other things happening in this episode. But the mm. point shaving kind of brings it, it kind of gets forgotten a bit, I feel. So yeah, that's why I'm not okay. Totally. And how flexible are you? Like, would you would you be willing to go up to a nine if that was argued? Yeah, I'm 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 good with that. <laughs> would you go up to a ten? No, I don't think it's a ten. Because there's so many episodes. Would you I go? Would. would you go down to a seven? I could. It was between seven and eight, but. It was. It's more of an eight than a seven. So I would rather stay on an eight or more. But if it comes to it, okay. I might. It depends on what LGG says. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Well, you will find out. Well, you'll find out when you listen back. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, Mari. We appreciate you. It's always great to speak with you, and awesome for you to make your debut on the on the podcast. Thank you so much for your insight, your support, your friendship. We appreciate you and uh, we look forward to hosting you again. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was really fun and I can't wait to do it again. Maybe I'll see you in an hour's time. I hope so. Yeah, definitely come back for the watch along if you, you know, can bear to be up that late. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for joining us. It is, I still can't believe that this is your first uh podcast episode but it's, it was brilliant you were brilliant and you came up oh, with some you. some great stuff and really thought-provoking stuff as well so thank you so much and yeah look forward to having you on again soon thank you guys see you later thank you so much take care thank thanks, you thanks mari bye. bye and we're back i'm not sure we actually went away but we're definitely back and we're joined by none other than raven's royalty l D to the motherfucking G. How are we doing, LDG? Good, good. How are you guys? We're good. We're all right. We've we've talked a lot about this this episode. I say a lot. We talked a lot about a lot of other stuff and a bit of this episode. So we've still got quite a bit to cover, but we're good. I mean, highlight of the week was Craig Sheffer, right, Simon? Of, well, of course, we breathed his air, LDG. <laughs> we shared oxygen and nitrogen and carbon dioxide with him. Simon said, he did a down and said, I need you to help me breathe. Can you help me breathe? And he just put his mouth <laughs> on Simon's mouth and helped, on, helped, on my him, mouth. helped him yeah. breathe. It was helped me breathe. It was a beautiful yeah. moment. That, unfortunately, was not on camera. We accidentally touched teeth, um, but I had the Invisalign trays on. So he his tooth touched the sort of plasticky tray. Um, Keith teeth. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Keith teeth. What a slab of beef. <laughs> yeah. What did, have you seen did uh, have you seen the interview LDG? And if so, what did you think? And if you haven't seen it, what's your excuse? <laughs> I haven't been able to watch the whole thing because I don't know, moving. I don't think that flies with me. Dom, does it fly with you? half an hour out of your day you it's, could it's it's oh that's even that's the behind the scenes the interview is only eight minutes <laughs> yeah exactly i mean the behind the scenes thing i think is much more fun but <laughs> the behind the scenes so, Lauren, I 
you, Lauren, we need you to watch everything that we put out <laughs> immediately. That's the deal. I always do. Usually I'm ahead of everyone. Usually. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> everyone has a week off. We get it. We're going to blame Brooklyn. It's Brooklyn's fault. Sure. <laughs> blame fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> well, LDG, you had the pleasure of the DOM in NYC, right? You, you're the DOM now, Dom. I like that. Okay. Uh, not the BIG. I was going to say notorious the, DOM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, so you, you you met in person. That's you're the first international, you know raven meeting how was it you had a good time it was fabulous and i'm honored to be the first international person that you met <laughs> probably the last <laughs> shut up 2024 25 24 wilmington will happen yes i don't think simon would let me live if it didn't happen to be honest <laughs> no you'd be I'd dead. murder you and oh uh, yeah i'd just bring it'd be weekend at bernie's but with, <laughs> with your dead body just going to, weekend at wilmington and i'll just be propping you around <laughs> yeah. but ldg let's find out what the dom can remember about your top five tv shows without oth oh poor man <laughs> i can remember two i think so I think Supernatural is in there. That's a nod for those that are listening. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> and I, Which is everyone. <laughs> and I know Veronica Mars is definitely in there. Because I made you watch it, and you did. There you go. Uh, what else? True Blood? No. No? Okay, yeah. Yeah, not, not True Blood, not True Blood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I will struggle with the other three. I'm not sure if you're a Grey's person. Nope. Yeah. This is where I'm going to struggle. Were you The Wire as well? No, but I do love that show. It's so good. <sighs> Was it Vampire Diaries? Nope. So where's my get? One of the GGs? No. Can I have a clue? Can I have a clue to any of them? All the last, or all of the last three? Well, one of them... I made a note that you should watch it because it's based on a Shakespeare play. Most specifically, Hamlet. <laughs> so, like, Romeo Must Die with Jet Li. Remember that film? <laughs> I love that film. Oh, my God, I remember Lee was well. in it. Rest in peace. Hamlet. I remember you saying it as well. Mm-hmm. Is Hamlet the one where he can't get the blood off his hands, but it's in his head? That's Macbeth. Yeah, that's Macbeth. Ah. And, that's, and that's a she. She can't get the blood off her hands. <laughs> that's, that's Lady Macbeth. <laughs> I can't remember. Shakespeare. What was Hamlet that isn't Hamlet? Sons of Anarchy. Oh, my God, yes. Uh... <laughs> we talked about it in person. Yes, live. we did. For real, <laughs> like Life. sitting next to each other, <laughs> we did. Oh Jesus! I like how in real life is now <laughs> referred to as live, live, yeah. <laughs> live and in person, live and in person. 
Okay, and the last two? The Office. Yes. Yeah. And Friends. Yes, and those were talking. Oh. <laughs> we always guess them two, and for some reason we just didn't this time. Excellent. Well, you've got two, I got two, and then the middle one we struggled with, so I think that's fair. Perfect. <laughs> uh, what about a trash movie that you love? Like another one. I know we like people to bring new ones each time. So I was thinking of this one, which is actually such a classic. Um, it's the Shaq film from the 90s. Kazam. <laughs> starring Shaquille O'Neal. And none other than the guy for Dom who plays Weevil in Veronica Mars as a child without oh. tattoos, which is very interesting to see. He's he's the kid that's in Free Willy that plays yep. Jesse's brother. Yep. Oh. For Simon. For Simon. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, and uh, in Kazam, Shaq plays a genie that lives in a boombox instead of a lamp. <laughs> that sounds dope. That it, is, it is pretty dope. Like they even do like rap a rap together. It's great. Oh my god! If Fantastic. you're gonna have someone that's a genie, that... you might as well get the giant that is yes. Shaquille O'Neal. He's huge. Yes. yes. That sounds like right up my street. <laughs> like that's the sort of thing I would have watched as a kid and just loved. Yeah. Um, well, it, how would it be watching it today though? Would it be a struggle? Or would it, you know, have perfect 90s-ness about it? It it is so 90s. It's so 90s. I mean, a freaking boombox. And it's like one of those big-ass, like, rectangle ones that are, like, fucking huge. And you, like, play the music or whatever, and Shazam or Kazam comes out. And he says. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Good. Okay. Well, we'll we'll add that to the list. Um, well, LDG, where we're at is we've we've talked about Dan, Karen, Abby, 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 and her mum. But we need to. There's so much we need to do. Like we need to do all of Nathan and Haley and the point shaving stuff. We've got to do a bit of Lucas doing what he's doing. We've got to do all of Brooke and Peyton and Psycho Derek. Um, I feel like I was missing something still. No, is that it? Just why, well, Whitey's involved in the point shaving, isn't he? So he's included yeah. there. So we're basically, we've got point shaving and we've got Psycho Derek. Massive, massive thing. So where, who do you want to, where do you want to start? Ooh. And who do you want to do the summary? Well, I'm going to have Dom do the summary, obviously. Um, I guess let's do the point shaving. Okay. Are you ready? Fire it up, young man. Come on, Prince. Buckle up, kids. (laughs) This is where it gets real. Let's fucking go. Okay. (laughs) So uh, we found out in the last episode that Nathan has been approached by someone who is investigating, looking into the potential point shaving issue of the semi-final game and everything is pointing towards nathan um but actually uh, actually they're they're asking about lucas um because lucas misses the free throws at the end and um i got a lot of stick for this i think originally from you simon and then uh from one of our ravens 
Magdalena, who messaged me and said they just laughed out loud when I said it might be the FBI. It's a big deal. There's gambling fixing going on. You know, there might be there might be a big sort of criminal investigation into this. It could be a big deal. The F, yes. Come on. That's yes, that's not Prince. the sort of thing local police are going to look into. That's big time shit. Dante was big time shit. There's a death. There's gap match fixing. There's gambling. Do you remember when FBI, I explained to you what a, what a palindrome was? Oh my god! <laughs> For the first time, you ridiculous human. Anyway, so Nathan, <laughs> Nathan is struggling uh, with uh, the whole match th- fixing thing, and he goes for um, some inspiration, some words of wisdom from Dan, who's having a pretty torrid time himself, uh, having just murdered his brother um, <laughs> and suffering the consequences of it. Um, and he says to Dan, like, I need advice. What do I do? Shall I just come clean? And Dan is like, no, you bury this. You just stay quiet. Everybody just shuts up and this will go away. And that's exactly the right thing to do in all situations. Just don't say anything and it'll all go away and everything will work itself out. So Nathan kind of leaves and he's like, okay, fine. And uh, it's at this point, the same kind of point that uh, Lucas is admitting to Whitey that he did the point shaving and Whitey is incredibly ashamed of Lucas uh, and makes him feel this big and tiny um, and uh, Lucas walks away a bit ashamed but he feels like he's doing the right thing and the reason Lucas is doing this is because Haley has interfered she does this uh, and Haley has basically said uh, to Lucas what will happen how serious will it be and Lucas says, well, you know, he's not going to go to prison or anything, even though the FBI are investigating. Um, <laughs> but he won't get to go to Duke and he won't get his scholarship. So it's a big deal. It's quite it's quite scary. It's quite sad. Uh, so Lucas decides he's going to do this for Haley. I think mostly rather than just doing it for Nathan is um, basically put put his name into the hat and say it was me uh, because he doesn't have a basketball scholarship and he's um you know less at risk of losing anything um compared to what nathan is and uh nathan finds out uh, because whitey again confronts him when he's you know practicing at the river court and says you know it's pretty shit of you that you're gonna let your brother take the fall for you that's you know shame on you shame on you nathan uh nathan confronts lucas about it and says you know why did you say anything we could have just kept this all quiet it would have been chill would have been absolutely fine nobody would have found out anything and lucas is like that sounds like guilt talking mate you know you got problems and nathan then has a discussion with lucas uh what no Haley has a discussion with nathan i am so confused by the brothers Haley and uh, Nathan are having a discussion before bed and Nathan is just like in a little bit of a, you know, rage, a little bit of a temper saying, I'm not going to feel bad for him. He's taking the fall. Nobody asked him to do that. He's just playing the martyr card and this, that, and that. And Haley's like, well, actually I interfered. And this is where Nathan has his righteous moment and says, okay, what would we want our kid to do? What would we tell our son to do? We'd tell them to do the right thing and come clean and that's exactly what I'm going to do. And there's a press conference. We don't have enough press conferences over here for teenagers. I think more teenagers <laughs> should get press conferences. It doesn't happen in this country, uh, but it seems to happen a lot in One Tree Hill. Well, that's why I called the press conference in the car about my retirement from baseball because 
I feel like anyone can have a press conference, so I should have one too. I think so. Maybe I'll have one next. I don't know what I'm going to retire from, but there you go. Anyway. Maybe foot, maybe football after I realigned your face with my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, and then we find out that Nathan has basically gone from being um, totally illiterate to being the most eloquent <laughs> speaker on the planet which is just uh, like the most unbelievable speech you know it was it was amazing it was almost like Haley, who was standing very close next to him using him as a ventriloquist dummy um mm-hmm. and doing the, the speech for him but he was yeah very very eloquent and on the point uh and he admits it he admits it to the camera uh and that is it or potentially it for his basketball career but i have a thought on that we'll come to that soon and i think that is it for the match fit sing so great job (laughs) great job ldg what are your what are your thoughts on nathan's trajectory in this episode um glad he came clean at the end but um the the federal bureau of investigation does not give a fuck about high school basketball (laughs) This is where maybe, you are wrong. <laughs> maybe the North Carolina Bureau of Investigation might. Because there are state ones. They exist. Just nobody the ever NCBI. talks about them. <laughs> nobody ever talks about them, but like they're there. Um, it, I don't know who it would be. It must be whoever the the board the bar like how we have like the fa for the football association here it'd be like whatever that equivalent is for high school basketball i guess whoever whoever put on the state championship maybe it was the fbi maybe (laughs) it was the swat maybe it was the navy seals we don't know but whoever it is they're obviously looking into this wait wait fbi i thought fbi stood for first basketball institution oh did you know or like them t-shirts that people put on fbi female body inspector (laughs) saw that one coming terrible i mean it's great he came clean at the end i do understand the uh not wanting to do it because then everything's over and, I mean, he really could have just let Lucas take the fall for it. And once he confessed, it would have just been dropped at that. But a lot of integrity coming from him now that he's, like, going to be a dad. Yeah, there you go. He's, he's, the intelligence level has, has gone up by about a 1,000 points. And... Oh, she wrote that for him. She wrote that speech for him. There's... It's the fact he memorized it. Yeah, yeah. It's an improvement. <laughs> It's something, I suppose. This is a bit of a formula for Nathan, though, now, isn't it? He, something goes wrong, he reacts quickly to it, throws, has a bit of a temper tantrum, talks to Dan about what Dan would do, then decides he'll do the opposite of whatever <laughs> Dan says because he doesn't want to end up like Dan and sort of realises that the opposite is, is the best way to go. Haley is always having a go you know for for whatever he's done mainly because he's in the wrong you know so it's fair enough and then he manages to win her back and his sort of integrity and whatever via a press conference 
you know um it's kind of it's very similar to his previous press conference in that he's used it as a vessel to gain uh balance i like it i like it i like the fact that we've got that you've created a formula a nathan formula of uh failure to success i mean in his eyes it's working for him though like it's not i mean how do you feel dom like to see him come this far from where he was at the beginning of season one where he was throwing peyton's cds out of the car and telling her she's listening to trash and leaving her abandoned all this sort of stuff to now being where he is now where he is showing integrity and that he has some heart it's i mean it's a very quick sort of um transition between the the immaturity to to moments of like just complete maturity and and doing the right thing and it, it is an amazing journey as definitely the biggest character arc hasn't he um of everyone um that we've met so far he's literally his point a and his starting point to where his point b is is complete is like miles apart they're two different people really there's still moments where he has those sort of tantrums or um those moments of listening to dan maybe a little bit too much and then realizing he needs to not be like that and change his mind but it's the fact that he's got the capacity to do that now which which makes him a a better person and a, a slightly better let's say character um because he can sort of see past the stupidity or evilness or whatever it was before that he had in his head and he he can he's thinking about other people that's the main thing it's not he's not just considering himself and there's moments where uh it's the selfishness that make him do the silly things and then it's the realizing uh that he has to consider other people's lives that makes him go and do the right thing so he he puts Haley first he puts the baby first he like eventually like realizes and is like they're the most important thing i need to do the right thing for them and that's what changes his attitude and uh it's amazing it's amazing that that character journey and that that change that he's had i'm not sure how true to life that would be for people you know they say a baby changes people and it grows you up quickly but um someone like nathan i don't know yes yeah, it's, it's a definitely an interesting story and lauren what do you think about lucas's attempt to take the fall like is that he was doing the right thing to try and help out nathan or you can see why nathan would be annoyed i think it was very nice of him and i understand the impulse because you know they hated each other in the beginning but now they're basically brothers and best friends best at this point um so i understand why he did it i get the impulse but, um, and you know, Nathan should have been a little more thankful, but also if Lucas had taken the fall, what does Nathan really learn? Nothing. And I think the reason you have so many Nathan fans is because of this cycle formula where he like falls back and then impresses you after it. So I think that's why you have so many Nathan lovers, myself included, um, and I mean, let's be real. Lucas was being a little bit of a martyr, but Haley did ask him. So, mm. so Simon, what, yeah. what what do you think about this situation? Would you would you think 
wait it out, wait it out. And then when st- things start heating up, like really heating up, then Lucas can step in and say, it was me. I did it because he's just gone and done this. You know, we've had a few questions. We haven't been pressed, you know, no one's come and interview Lucas and it's been, you know, okay. So we've had a camera thrown in Whitey's face, but no one's actually like really putting any pressure on them yet. So what do you think? Like wait for the pressure or he's done the right thing and by jumping in and trying to ease the situation. I yeah, I think he's done the right thing. I, I if it was me personally, I can't the guilt eats me up like from the inside. Like I can't bear to be to live with it. So I wouldn't be able to let someone else take the fall for me and I wouldn't be able to uh I would want to come clean about it. Though yeah. So but I and I agree with what LDG was saying in terms of when I'm saying formulaic, I don't mean it in like a bad way. I mean that you can kind of see how uh, his thinking progresses and it's kind of, uh, I get what you're saying as well, Dom, it's like very much accelerated, but it is kind of true to life in some, in some realities that we make errors and then we can you can balance them and you can reconcile them and you can turn it back round and it's actually that is the beauty of life is learning and evolving and it's would be different if people just keep repeating the same mistakes and don't make any progression so that definitely is a great strength of his character nice well uh, do you have a prediction, Dom, for where it's going to go? Well, I think that's his Duke career and possibility of going to, to Duke and train under Coach K mm-hmm. is over. Um, I mostly think because probably trying to pay to have Coach K in, in One Tree Hill would have cost too much. So it makes sense to kind of wipe out Nathan's uh, opportunity to go there now. Um, but I don't think basketball's over. I think it's too easy for that to be, but he's brought the game into disrepute. <laughs> we know this, we know he's brought shame to the game and, uh, and to himself for, for doing it. Um, but I don't think he's totally out of options. So it's almost like someone will sweep, like another college will swoop in and go, we don't care what you did. We know you're a great basketballer. <laughs> come, come to our college. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's basically, I think, would you call it community college? Like community college, you don't have to pay anyway. It's like whatever. It's, it's almost like free education, just like, but play basketball for us. And he'll like smash it and he'll be like a superstar playing for them. I think they call that like the GECO leagues. Um, where it's, and, but then people try and make it up through that to get to into the Division 2 and Division 1 college teams and whatever. There's a really good netflix documentary called oh what's it called you college something you basketball ah oh, it's really annoying me. it's you'll called, find it just put it's called last chance you yeah yes have you seen it i've seen them all oh it's so good isn't it <laughs> it's good it's very good well that's the juco league isn't it okay that, that they're in so he'll end up in that i think and then like win that and might win himself division basketball somehow he'll be forgiven but the one college and one coach in particular is going to take not pity like he's going to favor him and be like you know what you did a stupid thing but let's let's move on 
let's keep you in the game somehow mm-hmm. I, I can't see him not playing anymore you know it, it was the minutes that got it for me it was like 7,000 recorded minutes and then about 20,000 not official minutes it just it just felt like it, there's no way that it could end <laughs> there there must be more to come from this so I feel like it would be such a waste to have all this emphasis and effort in basketball to suddenly then say no you can't play anymore and then it will be an exact replica of Dan's story just without the knee injury so that's what I think okay we'll find out (laughs) well LDG the other side of this is our boy Ian poor Ian Ian? poor psycho Derek (sighs) he's alright he was just misguided it wasn't his fault we've all been there we've all been there we've all had a little bit too much to drink (laughs) beat up a hooker and you and you know do a bit too much blow it happens okay happens to everyone friday night justice for ian (laughs) justice called it here now yeah (laughs) what do you think lauren what do you think of our boy ian oh i got a lot of professional opinions (laughs) (laughs) share (laughs) no i mean when someone goes through a trauma like that you don't there's not really a formula for the reaction. Um, I mean, yeah, poor dude. Like, his mistake was a big fuck-up. That got someone he really loved and cared about killed. They really need to give him some therapy. (laughs) I highly doubt that there is good mental health staff in tree hill county jail or whatever county they're in (laughs) (laughs) i don't see a therapist anywhere it's what he needs just the guy in the cell next to him that's all he needs oh creepy guy welcome yeah (laughs) so many good background performers to choose from what hang on so just for context for people if they can't remember so we find out that psycho derek his his real name is Ian, and his background is that he was like prom king kind of guy and all that sort of stuff. And he had a car accident with his girlfriend in, and she passed away. And was it was it that he was that he was drunk? I can't remember. I don't think they necessarily say he was drunk, but he they were on their way home from prom, so it's implied. He was drunk. Is that what you got, Dom? Yeah, I thought so. It was just like an accident. Um, but, you know, in, in this, maybe driving off of bridge, bridges in a limousine happens in other towns. So, Well, either way, he had, he had an accident, which happens, um, unfortunately, you know, and... Uh, and then obviously this guilt has sent him kind of crazy. So I mean, it, you, we, as much as I'm joking, you do get a bit of um, sympathy for him. It doesn't excuse any of it, but I, I'm glad that they gave him some sort of background. I mean, Dom, if you did it help, are you glad that you got some more perspective on Ian? Like, would you have been a bit more unsatisfied if we never saw 
psycho Derek again and it was it was never explained or you not bothered I mean I would have been really unsatisfied if he hadn't come back when he'd come back like the resolution was that oh he's gone they've caught him and that's it so the fact that I had that that was that was good enough for me that was perfect so I didn't really need the extra like exposition I suppose on like who who he is why he is the way he is and and why he's treating Peyton that way um uh and I can see it and I can't see it, but like the the way he's making Peyton feel and saying that she's the tease and, and all of that is completely different to the character you would kind of expect based on the history. So he's gone loopy, he's gone crazy, obsessed with this, this person, with this girl, really nice to her, but then just goes completely crazy and starts blaming her as the tease and so on and so forth as well as all the other crazy shit that he's done. But you would almost sort of expect him to be a little bit more cunning about it, even at at this stage, rather than being so sort of vile. And then all of a sudden there's just that really quick switch um, to being, oh my God, yeah, I'm Ian, I made a mistake, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So it it was good to have it, but I I wouldn't have found it. And I don't think it's entirely necessary. But I guess it was more about Peyton trying to get balance with it and trying to get over it. I mean, he keeps appearing in her dreams, daydreams, everywhere she looks. So it's shower. Yeah, it's the it's the the, the closure thing, isn't it? It's it's putting it to bed and, and getting rid of those demons once and for all. And once you see the the thing that you're most scared of break down and be scared themselves, I guess they're not scary anymore. Right. And Lauren, if anyone needs therapy, surely at this point it's Peyton. Yes. She should have gone to fucking therapy forever ago. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch should have been in therapy after the end of Season one, like she just should have been in therapy. Or even before that, when her when her mom died, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, when her first mom died, so years. Um, And I've been saying it constantly. Um, Thanks, Larry. (laughs) Yeah, fuck. Where is that man? It's absent, Larry. He's just crazy. He didn't. He didn't come back when she got shot. He didn't come back when she got assaulted. Or stalked, and then he didn't come back when her and Brooke almost get raped and murdered. <laughs> and now she's living with Brooke, and he still hasn't showed up just to like check in. Hey. Well, and Dom, do you like when do you think we'll see Kevin Kilner again? And do you think he can be forgiven? Because we know that that we both have a soft spot for Kevin Kilner, the actor from the Smart House. Um, yeah, when when will you see him again? I, d- I don't know, because now she's moved out, which I think is the most ridiculous thing in the world, that she's moved into this one-bedroom apartment with uh, Brooke. Uh, I think it's just a recipe for disaster. Um, but I, I almost feel like maybe season five he'll reappear. I mean, we're nearly at the end of season four. Maybe he'll appear on the last day and be like, what's been going on? Why is, why is my front <laughs> door been kicked in? Why is there a window boarded up? Why have you painted every room again? And just, just literally lose his shit. And she'll be like, well, you weren't here, dad. You weren't here while I was getting beaten and be- all sorts of other things. Head by head. 
I pushed. All I stabbed a man and pushed him down the stairs. Where were you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. And then if we t- to touch on Brooke, oh, wait, is there wait, wait. first? Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the fucking shower? Because during the watch along, I brought up that that scene where she sees him in the shower. Notice that the shower is clear. And it's like all wavy, but it's still clear. You can clearly see that it is a naked girl. And I said in the watch along, and I'll say it again, that was 100% written by King Douchebag himself. Mm. The shower curtain's gotta be clear. (laughs) Yeah. Gotta be clear. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I can see that. That that he would have written that. Yeah. (laughs) It's horrible when it's with. um, uh, I thought it's called a Hillary Bush. Hillary (laughs) Burton. Mixing, just mashing the them two, Sophia Bush and Hillary Burns together. It's it's like super gross when it's her because we know that she had sort of the most of the issues with him. Um, so yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Horrible. But she put in a good performance in this episode. She does in every episode. I think she's. They're all very strong actors. I think her particularly, she's got a very natural talent for it, I think. She's really good. Um, wait, Dom, Brooke, what, what's Brooke saying in this one? Well, this is Brooke. Um, Brooke's sort of, again, redemption story, isn't it? This is her really being a good friend. And this is kind of the Brooke that we get used to and then she absolutely smashes it to bits by being a total twat so hopefully it stays on this path for at least a little while she's you know got Peyton moved in with her she's the one that's you know tries to look out for her and says you know need to try and relax he's in prison he can't get at you anymore you know meaning psycho Derek and Peyton just can't get him out out of out of her head um and you know, there, there's a there's a scene where they're in their in their room together, and she says, "You know, um, I've like kind of found out about him. I've got this folder I haven't shown you." Uh, and she's like, "Oh, his name." Like Peyton says his name's Ian. And she's like, "I know. I've got all this information, but I I hadn't really gone through it. It's all the clippings, I think, of the like news articles and stuff." And she's like, "Look what I found." And this is the discovery of of who Peyton reminds Psycho Derek of. Uh, and why all this craziness has been happening. So Brooke is like, right, let's go and see him. Let's just put this shit to bed once and for all. She takes Peyton back to see him and they make Psychoderic feel tiny again. They make him feel like this big. And he breaks down. He's, you know, apologizing and he's kind of apologizing to to his dead ex-girlfriend, you know, because it was his mistake that, that caused her to die. And I think he's kind of apologizing to them. And then they both say... That, that you're forgiven, you know, she forgives you, Peyton forgives you, and that's it. I don't want to see you anymore. I don't want to see you or hear from you anymore. That is it. You're done. And I genuinely believe that's him done now. I think that we're not going to see Ian slash Psychoderic anymore. He's he's gone. I don't think they both forgave him. I, I, I know that I 
So I, I didn't get a chance to rewatch this LDG because I forgot because I was too engrossed in the Johnny Depp trial. But, me too. Um, and me too. I started watching too. You did it to me. I hate you. it's fascinating (laughs) it's fascinating though isn't it It well um i uh but i remember thinking didn't i think only one of them said that they forgave him i was like really like oh if they only it would have been nice if they'd both said it did i miss that brooke said whatever the dead girlfriend's name is forgives you what was her name chief yeah yeah Mm. Maggie forgives you and then Peyton said and I yeah. forgive you and then that was it and they walked away right so it's like Brooke didn't forgive him that's what I was thinking I know okay that one doesn't matter <laughs> as much but I mean he's still he was gonna murder her Dom I mean he was gonna <laughs> I mean she yeah. was collateral he had a damage, knife to... to be fair <laughs> he was straight up gonna but that is but that is nice because uh What's the what is the term? It's like you when to forgive someone else, you don't. You, it doesn't matter whether they deserve it or not. To forgive them is to let go of it yourself. You know what I mean? Like if you can give somebody forget, I can't think of what the saying is. It's so annoying. Will someone please put it in the comments? <laughs> It's it's to say you don't forgive you don't forgive for other people you forgive for yourself because if you can forgive someone then you are letting it go so you're not holding on to that weight anymore mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying but there's there's a way of putting that that I'm not articulating so someone please put it in the comments cat I have a feeling that you can do it <laughs> I challenge I challenge you cat come on throw him in there for me please for off head um. Okay, so so you yeah is your prediction? You don't think you don't think we're going to see Ian anymore? No, I, um, I think he's done now. That's it. By psychedelic Ian, well, that the door when he's banging on the door, the door wobbled a lot. It was almost like they told him not to bang on it so much because it's going to open. <laughs> it was quite it was quite amusing, um, and I forgot to mention that Brooke then has uh, very quickly decorated the bedroom of their apartment to look like Peyton's old room and put the bookcases in like for the albums and stuff. So she's done a really, really nice thing, but she did that all very quickly on her own. And I think she probably would have made a mess of it in real life. Look in this show, they convert rooms and fucking interior decorate. Remember Ian posted all the pictures all over Peyton's room in like 2.5 <laughs> seconds. Like. <laughs> These I mean, fucking I would, people are fucking machines. I would change machines. a room a week if I could do that quickly. <laughs> I would be. I would have been done packing within an hour or, or unpacking within an hour of fucking getting here. <laughs> Instead of three done. days fucking later, and I'm still not done. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, so Whitey. Is there much else to say on on our boy Whitey? He, I mean, he just he noticed he rewatched the video of the game, didn't he? Of the semi final, he noticed the Lucas look at Nathan and Nathan looking a bit like, uh, and was the one that uh, you know basically put shame on Lucas and then realised that it was Nathan was the one that um, was actually in trouble. So then put shame on Nathan. We were all talking about it in the chat and like joking about it. Um, and Whitey's too smart for these 
little boys. He's too smart and too fucking wise. He knows your, he can see through your shit. Maybe not at that second, but all he has to do is watch a little film. Yep. See the man, the myth, the legend, Brian White. <laughs> um, yeah, he's too smart Brando. for that. And I forget who was, who was joking about it. I think it was Chuck. He was like, Oh, Whitey's going to find like whatever, like solve in America. It was some notoriously unsolved crime. And Chuck was like, why is going to solve that crime? I forget specifically <laughs> like which one was. was it Chuck will remember. Hopefully. Like Jimmy Hoffa or something? Yeah, like something like that. It wasn't Jimmy Hoffa, but Chuck, comments, please, my dude. It was great. Oh, Chuck. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So, um, is there any, who, is there anything we've missed talking about? <laughs> Lucas. I haven't talked about Lucas really at all. Well, we can get to Lucas, but kick ass episode for Brooke. Girl power. Fuck yeah. Agreed. Totally agreed. She was all over this. Fuck you, Psycho Derek. You know, she was girl empowerment, girl power all the way. They were posh and scary or whatever they were before all over (laughs) again. Oh Spice yes, girls. okay. Yeah, oh, yeah because the of the mugs. Because of the mugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Potion baby, baby. Okay, fine. <laughs> She's still scary. <laughs> so you guys nice. haven't covered Lucas. How did you get not to Lucas with Abby and her mom? Oh, because we were talking about Dan, and we jumped oh. to Abby and the mom. So we still need to cover Lucas and then Abby and the mom. But we, we talked about Lucas. At points, at intervals, but not kind of the whole yes. tale. So we know that Lucas is involved in the point shaving side of it, and Lucas is involved in obviously the the who killed Keith Scott side of it. So yeah, that's why he's squinting on through that sleuth job, man. Squinting on through. I hate Abby's front door. The oh, whole yeah. glass front door thing really bothers me. The numbers bug me. It's just a sec- it's just a security risk, isn't it? When we, I told you this. This is this is what led to our infamous post talk on Fight Club, or mail post mail talk, was that we had to replace our front door. It was one of the first things we did when we moved in because it had glass in it. Mm. So it's like people can just break that and just you, just you know wander in. <laughs> just yeah, like it's one tree. I mean, to be but, to be um, fair, they just wandered in, in this fucking episode anyway, <laughs> without having to go through yeah. the glass. Uh, shoot the glass. <laughs> Sorry. Um, die hard. Die hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, th- Lucas in this episode was reminiscent of Lucas in like season two when he's trying to find the money laundering and the money in the ceiling at the dealership. He's sort of in detective Lucas mode, but it's way more emotional in this because he, he's just trying to find out what happened to his uncle Keith. And uh, and then you've got Dan sort of trying to be one step ahead of him. It's crazy. It's crazy. And the climax of this episode when he walked in, when Lucas walked in to see Dan and Karen kissing, and as you've coined LDG, Dom was turtling in his um, in his in his reaction. It was brilliant. I loved it. I mean, all of us in the chat were I literally first thing I said was I just threw up in my mouth (laughs) 
I just threw up in my fucking mouth. But is Paul Johansson Dan not not a slab of beef? Yeah, sure, but like what? I don't know. Karen's being a dumbass. You can kind of see at that moment, because Dan's a bit unkept at this moment, that he wouldn't have brushed his teeth in this episode. Yeah, no. Yeah. He definitely and she's, still that's smells a fact. like booze and cigarettes. You yeah, know, because he, accident- he accidentally set his grave on fire. <laughs> that happened. So a little light arson. After we so I, 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 I said it was the same whiskey that, that nearly killed him, that he was poisoned with. Was I, am I right? Did you notice this? Hmm. You don't know. Could have been. I think it was the same brand of whiskey. But please, you know, comment, people. Tell Simon if I'm right or wrong, because <laughs> I'll never know. That would be on <laughs> brand. Like for That's such like a Dan Vendetta thing to like think it was Keith to save it and just be like, one day I will drink this on your grave. And then, you know, kills him instead. And now he still has it tucked away somewhere and is like... Oh shit! Now I feel guilty. Let me go drink this thing that he didn't use to try to kill me. My ex-wife did. Whatever. <laughs> it's on yeah. brand. I wouldn't. Put I, that I think. Him. I think it's the same whiskey that was the given to gifted to Dan to sort of poison him whilst he was being set alight. <laughs> I think it's very on brand. There you go. Is there what else, anything else to say about Lucas? Uh, just his interaction with Abby, I thought, oh. were like the the first scene was creepy as hell and weird, and then when she's like, "Open your eyes, Lucas, open your eyes," and it's like again on on brand with the whole situation. But then he opens his eyes, and she's just in the room. Just anyone just can just walk in, can't they? Literally, Literally yeah. anyone. When that happened. You couldn't stop yourself. You're just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> she was there. Just like, why is she there? How is she there? Jesus why is no one look at the wall? <laughs> and your face when her mom pulled the whole, do you know who you are routine? You were just yeah, like, what? <laughs> it, was, it was just the creepy like head shake as well. I was just like. And if I were Lucas, I'd be like. <laughs> if i were Lucas, just, i would go back which he did which was smart and you walk out backwards yeah yeah don't don't <laughs> don't 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 but also don't turn your back on these yeah, people don't you back, just kind of, he did like the homer simpson into a hedge like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'll be leaving now yeah. <laughs> but yeah i think that's i think that's everyone i think that's everything covered now i think my my predictions for now will be lucas has has now been given this information he wanted abby to go to the police but it didn't happen she's like i've told you that's the most important thing uh lucas will now be absolutely focused on trying to i explains the gun this explains why dan still has the gun that makes no sense in 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 the history of television and film ever but now it explains it because lucas needs to find the gun it makes sense now. It makes sense why Dan didn't get rid of the weapon because he's stupid enough to keep it on him because Lucas is clever enough to go and find it. That's why the gun still exists. That's why. 
So we find the gun, and we find who really killed them. Exactly. Yeah, it all makes sense now. So I was questioning at the beginning why Dan still has the gun, and why no police officer has ever questioned why Jimmy and Keith have have both have a bullet hole in them, but there's no weapon. Um, So there we go. Anyway, Lucas is anyway. Lucas is going to be totally focused on trying to prove that Dan is the killer and is the one that did it to Keith. Dan is going to be convincing. Uh, either Lucas or Karen, probably Karen, that it's all bullshit and that Lucas is fucking crazy. And Karen is just going to be like, I don't believe you. You're trying to drive a wedge between me and Dan when we're trying to reconcile. Things are, are starting to be nice and he's he's been great lately. Why are you suddenly acting up and, and um, being like this disaffected teenager? It's horrible. Stop being a horrible little shit. And I think that's going to be than the focus for lucas but like up to the end of the season and i think it, it might go into season five but you, you know what finales are like with this program they're crazy so anything could happen but i actually think this is gonna go on for a while well we will find out but before we go any further i forgot to say earlier that we have a new addition to the flock. Yes. When I say flock, I mean a murder of motherfucking ravens. <laughs> I'm talking about someone, Dom, just coming in on a casual stroll, walking down the street, and they thought, fuck it, I'm going varsity. Straight in. I don't need the JV leagues. I'm not talking bush league. I'm talking put me in the game. i got a starter jersey on. I don't need to put a bib on because I'm not sitting on the fucking bench. Put me in, Whitey. Let me go. Let me fly. Wait. <laughs> Wait. So much Wait. build up. Nice. Nice. So much build up. If, nice, good one. Wait. If it's if it's if I'm not sure if I should pronounce this as Renee. Or Renny. It's spelled R E N E E. Accent. Two E's. Accent on the last E or? No accents. I, w- I would say Renee, regardless think, yeah. of accent or not. I think it's Renee. Yeah, still Renee. Renee? I'm going to say Renee. Renee! Right. There was an opening in my lineup, but that opening has gone it's been filled that jersey that still has the ks on it we're wearing the black jerseys oh. this jersey we're going all black jerseys this jersey this game this game we're going all black jerseys because keith scott is a slab of beef and we're finding out who killed him and you know who's going to help us out who's going to help us out with this you know who's going to help us out with this who's going to help us find not only the killer of keith scott but they're going to smash in smash in so many baskets buckets Balls and holes, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> That's what she said. That's exactly what she said. But Renee, you just became a raven. <sighs> Certified. <laughs> and if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and what, Don? How could you not? Then check us out, ravenshoops.net. Why, Don? Because basketballs go through. <laughs> Apparently balls, hoops, <laughs> and LDG. They also go through nets or holes. Apparently, 
ravenshoops.net forward slash holes. Let's go into judgments. Also, you we never we always forget to say this. You can uh, check out our Instagram where Dom <laughs> on Instagram. You never know it anymore. <laughs> you find it on Instagram. <laughs> you got the app. You you used to say at, at Ravens Podcast. Yes, and what should people do when they're there? Follow and. and you used to say, like the pictures, because yeah. I used to like the way you say that. <laughs> like the pictures. <laughs> and, yeah, just check it out. Good. Okay. LDG, who's your favourite performer of this episode? I'm going to have to say performer, Paul Johansson, because that man plays guilty and wrecked so good so good. he does and i guess a shout out to matt Barr because he's such a good psycho but then he really did a good job switching to like scared little boy that you just want kind of want to give a hug to like you go from literally wanting to stab him to wanting to give him a little hug that's true but paul johansson he's- for sure and Dom? Yeah, I can't see past uh, main man Paul on this one. He was just brilliant. Um, just, yeah, too good. I mean, again, honourable mention to uh, Psycho Derek. Sorry, Matt Barr. But Paul Johansson was just a uh, class above in this episode. So definitely him and you, Simon. I mean, I wore his jacket all day Sunday. Boiling. I'd Fucking get boiling. Incredib- incredibly hot in the car. But that's what the AC's for. Um, it's, really it's got to go. It's got to go to Andy Walker. I mean Paul Johansson. <laughs> so yeah, Paul Johansson on this one for sure. What about your favorite character, Lauren? Hmm. I'm gonna say Brooke because I loved your fucking kick-ass girl power moment. She. This is, like you said, her, like, upswing. Like, these are the episodes that make us love Brooke. Because she came in and didn't let Peyton Mope, didn't let her, you know, be haunted. She took charge and said, okay, so let's find out everything we can about this guy. And once we have all the knowledge, we have all the power. So let's kick some ass and take some fucking names. Nice. Prince? (laughs) Um, I've actually picked Abby Brown. Hi. I, I, uh, I, I thought Dan was, uh, was a, a good character in this one, but it's so like, just crazy. Um, and psychoderic again, good, but I, I actually thought Abby Brown was, was stand out for me. So I've picked her. What about you, Simon? I'm going to go with young, our boy, young Nathan, because he turns it around and he has good moments and he is becoming the better version of himself, which is the quintessential theme and elements of the show. He's embodying it. So I'm going with our boy, Nate. Nice. What about your favorite background performer, Lauren? One line or motherfucking less. (laughs) Creepy jail cell guy. Yeah. He just lurks there. Like, hey, 
He's there for two seconds, and they're great. Excellent. Dom? Um, just before Peyton sees Psycho Derek and she's talking to Brooke by their locker, there's just this lad in a blue T-shirt with his glasses on standing right behind her. I mean, he's having a chat to someone else, but he's just like right there and just at the forefront and he stood out. And I think he had a dolphin on his T-shirt. I was like, I looked, it was like a, a circle with like a dolphin made out of a wave. So it just made me think of the dolphin that will eventually kill yeah. me. Um, so I've gone for that guy because he was representing the dolphin. I like that. <laughs> what about nice you? Nice throwbacks. Uh, creepy jail guy as well. Yeah, it had to be him. It was That's a great choice. Nice. Uh, favorite song, LDG? Okay, so favorite song um, is the song that plays at the end. Um, it's called Soon Enough by the Constantines. And I don't know if we remember, but the Constantines are actually that band that young Andy had a poster of. And Karen says, I'm sure I'd like them if I knew who they were. So here they are coming back two seasons later. And it's a great song. And it speaks to Nathan's maturity. Absolutely. He's no longer just a constant teen. (laughs) Dom? (laughs) That was brilliant and awful all at the same time i like it um I've... these are my dad jokes now that i'm a dad <laughs> no, i'm allowed to do official. that official um yeah i've gone for the same song i had it written out it was the only one that i could shazam in time <laughs> so yeah that is the constantines as well and what about you simon is it the one that played in the montage at the end <laughs> yeah yeah then that that's my one yeah it's always uh, always your one favorite line lauren um so i was of course between a funny one and a serious one the funny one was whitey i was hoping for a booty call (laughs) perfect line because that line was amazing um but in if we're being serious um i think it's that little monologue that Brooke gives to Peyton where she says uh, life kicks you around sometimes it scares you and it beats you up but there's a day when you realize that you're not just a survivor you're a warrior you're tougher than anything it throws your way Peyton or your way and you are Peyton you are girl power fuck yes fuck yes and you pick that's the, a good line the two, I think the two exact same lines as Mari as well well so, of course Mari yeah, and I are like very in sync here you know there you go <laughs> your scandinavian heritage maybe <laughs> i i don't but yeah. <laughs> why not we'll throw it in anyway <laughs> what is your, what's yours simon you do yours first you do you bro mine my what <laughs> just just do your line <laughs> <laughs> um i liked the, i actually liked the you know help Please help me breathe. Help me breathe again. Um, oh, I liked it. Why is wrong with that? <laughs> oh, because he thinks he thinks he wants to breathe. No, it's because he. Have you never felt that like that? That you can't. No, sorry. I'm sorry, Dom. Do you know where I lost you? The feel. <laughs> have you ever felt? Because you don't feel general emotion. <laughs> he feels nothing. He's nothing. Dumb. 
<laughs> I thought that whole scene was really good. Are you saying you didn't think that was a good scene? No, it was good. It was like quality acting. It was really well done. Yeah. I was just <laughs> mess- messing about, mate. Jesus. <laughs> it takes it so personal. <laughs> Don't hit me again. I'm sorry. In the jaw. My old my shoulder's coming for you. <laughs> I should, I accidentally shouldered hit Dom with my shoulder in the jaw playing football on Monday, but it was an accident. And then he paid someone to kick the ball in my balls, so it all worked out. (laughs) What's your favourite line, Prince? I've gone for a Dan line that he says to Nathan quite near the beginning, where he says, you stay cool, deny everything and pray no one uncovers the truth. I don't know why, just stood out. I thought, that's a good life mantra. (laughs) Bury it. (laughs) You can't handle the truth. (laughs) There you go. My mum told me from a very early age, if you do anything wrong to keep your mouth shut, like she literally told me that. She's like, you just do not say anything. And my five level shit, that's why. Well, just don't, don't, no dry snitching. <laughs> um, okay, and then to the precious, precious rating. LDG, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? I was between two. Okay. Um, hmm, that kind of negates my next two <laughs> questions. Then did, did it increase? It narrowed it down. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to fuck with you, but it narrowed it down. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? The first time in like eighty-five episodes. <laughs> that negates my next two questions, doesn't it? <laughs> I broke you. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> Prince, did you have a number? I did, and it stayed the same. <laughs> I wasn't going to ask you anyway. You? I don't care anymore. He, no one cares. I, <laughs> after three, one, two, three... Eight. Nine. <laughs> okay, well... Mari said an eight. I'll go eight. We'll call it an eight. Yeah. Good. It's a good episode. Do you guys feel like you want to say why? I think it's a cracking episode. I think we get closure on Psycho Derek, and that's moved on. Brooke and Peyton have reconciled, which, you know, we said would happen, and it did. So finally, they've sorted themselves out. There'll be dramas along the way, but there always is. Uh, Nathan became a fully-fledged grown-up uh, in this episode, um, and incredibly articulate, which is very unexpected. We, Lucas now knows who did it, who killed Keith and, uh, Dan and Karen getting closer and pretty much being at a point of being together is coming true. Like I predict as well. So yeah, it was all good. Good acting. Enjoyed it much better than Honeygrove honey badger whatever the last episode was so yeah that's why good why was it an eight for you ldg when i initially had to move to this episode i wasn't like super excited because i didn't remember the ending i or like the before the what should have been the ending but for some reason wasn't the ending um the revelation of Lucas finding out about, about Dan. Um, 
And I, you know, kind of forgot how kick-ass Brooke was, which we can tell I'm a big fan of badass ladies. So that was pretty cool. Um, and when we were watching it, I was like, you know what? This episode actually is way better than I remember it. Also because it had parts that I thought for some reason were in other episodes. But they were in this one. Solid. All around. Perfect. Excellent. Then we'll call this one an eight. LDG, it is an honor and a pleasure as always. Thank you for your time, your support, um, and for keeping Dom safe when he was in New York. I was worried about his safety <laughs> at numerous times. I mean, he gets elbowed in the jaw here just at football. I didn't know what was going to happen to him out there in New York, but you ensured he came back in one piece. So I'm grateful. Not a problem. I will protect you both if you ever come back. <laughs> I think we need it, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, especially if you, could, if you guys go back together, I'm going to have a full-time job with you too. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like baby's day out. It's just me and Dom. Wilmington. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, LDG, thanks so much for joining again. As always, brilliant, great insight. Uh, and super super stuff that you come out with that nobody else would would think of or even dare to say so great having you on as always good to be here awesome and before we go what accent oh God. Uh, or character or who do you want dom to do the ravens as um, i don't think what you haven't done in a while oh Let's see how your New York accent is. <laughs> I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do Ravens on three. You ready? Yeah. Who's ready? Sarah. Sarah Tanner. She's listening right now. She's she's just spinning. She's spinning because she's so angry because she's like, that's the worst accent I've ever heard. Right? <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Ravens on three. One, two. Uh-huh. And three. Ravens! Ravens! Go Mets! Go Mets, baby! Go Mets!